Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. I'm running. But too often, when you succeed, people can be so competitive that they get jealous, find fault, make excuses. He's not that talented. I can't believe she got married. What was that guy thinking? No, let's be people. You think it, but I said it. Let's be people that celebrate other people's success. They may be ahead of us, but I've learned if you can't be happy for what God has done in their life, you will never get to that level. Don't be critical because they moved into a beautiful new home. Celebrate with them. And one day, God can bless you with a beautiful new home. Don't be jealous because your cousin married somebody way over her head. Be happy for her. One day, God can bring you somebody way over your head, like he did Victoria. I mean, like he did me. When I took over from my father and first became a pastor, there were a lot of ministers that were very for me. They called me, cheered me on, encouraged me. They were being a Jonathan, pushing me toward my destiny, and I was very grateful. But as the ministry began to grow, and new doors opened, and we saw success, some of them went from a Jonathan to a Saul. Saul was jealous of David. One reason King Saul lost the throne was because he couldn't handle David's success. He was so insecure and so competitive, he couldn't stand anyone being ahead of him. When the people started singing, Saul has killed thousands and David has killed tens of thousands, he never looked at David the same way again. Saul loved David as a young man, had him come to the palace, play the harp for him, treated him like a son. When David went out and shocked the nation and killed Goliath, Saul was right there cheering him on, saying, that's my boy. He's making me proud. But when Saul heard them singing, about how David was more talented, more accomplished, a better leader. Instead of saying, that's his destiny. You go, David. More power to you. Rise higher. He got jealous and saw eventually lost the throne. If you're going to reach your highest potential, you have to be happy for the people that pass you up. Don't be a fair-weathered friend where you're only going to be happy if they stay at your level. What if God destined them to be a David and destined you to be a Jonathan? Can you handle being number two? Are you big enough to let them shine brighter than you? Pass that test of being happy for people that rise higher. They may not have as much training, as talent, as qualifications as you. You just have to realize it's the sovereignty of God. Favor is not fair. It's easy to think, well, Joel, I paid my dues. That's not right. No, be big enough to celebrate what God has done in somebody else's life. Here's the key. God blessing them doesn't mean that God cannot promote you. God did not use all of his favor on their life. 
God never runs out of favor. He can get you to where you're supposed to be. But if you become a Saul and get jealous, try to discredit them, find fault, that's going to keep you from your destiny. The Scripture talks about how God lifts up one and sets down another. Whether you get lifted up or set down, whether you're a David or a Jonathan, there is a destiny for you to fulfill. A place where you're in your sweet spot, seeing God's favor, doing exactly what you know you're supposed to do. This is why Jonathan wasn't frustrated because he didn't take the throne. He was in his sweet spot, happy, fulfilled, enjoying life. What am I saying? You don't have to be David to be fulfilled. You don't have to be the king to enjoy your life. Learn to accept your role. Be content even when you're not getting the credit. You may be invisible, but that doesn't lessen your importance. What you have to offer is invaluable. Without Jonathan, David's life could have ended early. When you keep a, a right heart, a pure heart, you take time to sow into others, you are passing the test. Many times, God will take you from being invisible to being visible, from the background to the foreground. And I believe one reason I saw that happen in my own life is because for many years, I was content behind the scenes. I was happy making my father look good. I liked being invisible. I wasn't thinking, one day I'm going to be the pastor. That should be me up there. I bet I could do it better than him. No, for 17 years, I did my best to help my father shine, to make sure the lighting was perfect and camera angles just right. I would pick out his suit and tie to wear each week. I was invisible, but I knew I was fulfilling my purpose, using my gifts to celebrate others, to push them forward. When my father went to be with the Lord, I had never ministered, but God took me from being invisible to being visible. And the truth is, I'm not any happier today being in front of you than I was when I was behind the scenes. I was happy and fulfilled behind the scenes. I'm happy and fulfilled right now. When you're secure in who God made you to be, then you can be content wherever God has you. Whether your role is visible or invisible, large or small, you know you're making a difference. And as you keep passing these tests, God will get you to where you're supposed to be. You don't have to promote yourself. You keep honoring God, being a person of excellence, sowing into others, and when it's your time to be promoted, you will be promoted. Elisha spent years taking care of the prophet Elijah. He went everywhere with him, brought him his food, ran his errands, washed his clothes. I'm sure people ask Elisha, what are you doing spending your life taking care of this old prophet? You could be doing something much more significant. You're just as talented as he is. Why don't you start your own ministry? Elisha wouldn't do it. He was comfortable being invisible using his gifts to serve the prophet. Year after year went by. At one point, Elijah even said to Elisha, you don't have to stay here with me. I can take care of myself. Go do your own thing. But Elisha sensed that his destiny was tied to Elijah. He said, no, I'm going to serve you. Make it easier and help you to shine. And one day, after years of being invisible, serving in the background, passing the test, God said, I'm going to take Elijah to heaven 
I need to find somebody to replace him. Somebody that I can give a double portion of his anointing to. God looked around and said, I know just the right person, Elisha. He's been faithful all those years. Didn't try to promote himself. Didn't find fault with those ahead of him. He celebrated others. He was happy behind the scenes. So let me take him from being invisible to being visible. Elisha took over for the prophet Elijah. He went on to perform twice as many miracles as Elijah. But it all happened because he was content behind the scenes being invisible. Mark chapter 2, there was a man that had been paralyzed for many years and not able to walk. Word got out that Jesus was in another city. Four of his friends decided to carry him on a stretcher to see Jesus. After a long journey, they finally arrived at the house where Jesus was teaching. But it was so crowded, they couldn't possibly get in. They could have turned around and thought, well, too bad. We tried, but it didn't work out. But no, they were determined. They couldn't get through the door. One of the men said, I got an idea. Let's go through the roof. While Jesus was teaching, dust started falling from the ceiling. A little bit of clay and straw. It's a big commotion. They lowered the man down. The scripture says, when Jesus saw their faith, he healed the man. It doesn't say that he just saw the man's faith. But when he saw the faith of his four friends, the ones in the background, behind the scenes, invisible, carrying the man, when he saw the faith of his friends, he healed him. When you're behind the scenes, pushing people forward, helping them to succeed, you may feel invisible, but God sees what you're doing. Your faith can cause your children to accomplish their dreams. Your faith can help a loved one get well. Your faith can be what God uses to push that coworker into their destiny. And there are times in life we have to carry someone. They don't have the faith they need right now. They're not at the point where they can believe. Like this man, in some way they're paralyzed. God will use us to carry a friend, carry a neighbor, carry a loved one. This is what happened with my father. He wasn't raised with any kind of spiritual upbringing. As a teenager, my dad loved to party and have fun, never thought anything about God. But he had a friend named Sam Martin who was always talking to him about the Lord, inviting him to come to church. My dad said, Sam, that's just not me. I'm not a religious person. Leave me alone. Sam didn't get discouraged. Day after day, told my father, John, you have a destiny to fulfill. God has a purpose for your life. What was Sam doing? Carrying my father. When my dad didn't have faith, Sam had faith for him. And just as God saw the four friends carrying the paralyzed man, God saw Sam carrying my father. One night, when Daddy was 17 years old, he was walking home from a nightclub at 2 o'clock in the morning. He looked up at the stars and began to think about his life, his destiny. That was God drawing him to himself. He got home and he called his friend Sam. The next day, he went to church with Sam for the first time. The end of the service, the pastor said, If you want to receive Christ, meet me down at the front. My father was too afraid to go. Sam looked at him and said, John, if you'll go, I'll go with you. My father got up and walked down front, gave his life to Christ, arm in arm with his friend Sam Martin. 
My dad went on to become a prominent pastor and touched the world. Sam remained invisible, but in fact, he was invaluable. It was his faith that pushed my father into his destiny. I wonder where I would be if Sam Martin had not been willing to carry my father. I'm asking you today to carry a friend, carry a neighbor, carry a loved one. They may not have the faith they need right now to step into their destiny, but God can see your faith for them. My prayer is, God, let us become so secure in who we are that we can be invisible, that we can carry people, that we don't have to have the credit. Friends, whether your assignment is large or small, a David or a Jonathan, be content to play your role. You may feel invisible at times, but remember, you're invaluable. God is keeping the records. And as you help others to shine, God is going to cause you to shine. I believe and declare you will rise higher, fulfill your destiny, and become everything you were created to be. In Jesus' name, if you receive it, can you say amen today? Start each day off right by having Joel lead you in declaring the truth of who you are in Christ through this powerful 31-day audio devotional, The New You. Good morning, you blessed, prosperous, successful, strong, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, highly favored child of the Most High God. The New You, available this month as a thank you for your support of our ministry. To request your copy of The New You, visit us online or call us toll-free. When you start your day off making declarations of faith over your finances, your children, you're setting the tone for a blessed, victorious day. As you declare these promises, you'll see God's favor in new ways. I've written 31 declarations, one for each day of the month. just takes about a minute. It's a great way to start the new year. Request this resource. It will help you speak faith into your future. Victoria and I want you to know we're praying for you, believing that 2017 is going to be your best year so far. Keep believing, keep stretching, keep dreaming. I know God's got you in the palm of his hand. Thank you so much for your prayer and support of our ministry. We couldn't take hope around the world without generous people just like you. Special thank you to our Champion of Hope partners for all you do to make the ministry possible. You can partner with us in a greater way. Check out our website. But until we meet again, know that you're not average, you're not mediocre, you're a child of the Most High God. I'm Riley Surprez. I'm 13 years old. When I was in sixth grade, I was bullied a lot. It's pretty hard because they're saying so much things to you that you know isn't true, but it just sometimes it just gets to you. I would go home to my grandma and I would talk to her and ask what I should do. And she would tell me to pray and she would try and tell me that you just pray to God and that he's going to help you. She would recommend TBN a lot to me, and this one day I decided to put it on, and immediately once I put it on, there was a show, and it was talking to me about every single problem that I've been having with my school and all the drama, and it was basically telling me everything I needed to know. There was a bully in the hallway, 
and he was talking to me and she was saying how I shouldn't be happy and that there's so much going on and that I just shouldn't be happy and I told her I'm just going to be happy no matter what because I have God and he's helping me and no matter what you're going through no matter what you say to me I'm still going to pray for you. She started to cry. She was really touched because she said that I was the first nice thing that someone said to her. I was really touched because I was so surprised with her that she was happy and she really wanted to be my friend. And to this day, we're still talking. It's one thing when you don't have God and someone's bothering you and you can't say nothing because you don't know what to say, but when you have God, you have another person beside you and helping you get through this and you just know that you're not alone. I was really lost and upset and now that I've let God into my life, I'm happy and I just feel a lot safer. When you support TBN, you're making a difference in the lives of men and women just like you. Now is the perfect time to give your best gift. Up next, watch Joseph Prince proclaiming the gospel of grace on TBN. You're watching TBN, celebrating 43 years of God's miracles. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. Zechariah said, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel the governor. Shout grace, grace to your mountain, and your mountain will become a plain. So whatever the mountain is, mountain of affliction, mountain of sickness or disease, shout grace, grace to it, and it will become a plain. Do you have a challenge today? Is there something that has Go ahead. You can get out. I'm just in love and I can't get... You can. Influence. 
because whether you had a drink or not, according to God, you are drunk when you allow outside things to influence how you are inside. You are not sober. You are intoxicated. You are inebriated by your own pain, by your own past, by your own beauty, whatever it is that's affecting your feelings and affecting your attitude that's coming from the outside has got you drunk. Touch your neighbor and say, sober up. Because in order to approach God, you have to be sober. That doesn't mean sad. I'm sober right now, but I'm not sad. I know I'm sober because I have not allowed outside influences to affect my behavior. So the Bible says, soberly, are you sober? According as God has dealt to some men... Oh, you know, I did, don't have my glasses. Uh, to, to the preachers, to the, to the people who can sing, uh, to black folks, to rich folks, to Latino folks, to white folks. Oh, wait, 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 I'm going to get it right. To short people, to tall people, to handsome people, to fat people, to man, this is the one thing that God has made sure every man has. He has dealt unto him the measure of faith. So you cannot say to God, I didn't get saved because I didn't have it. You cannot say to God, I didn't live on top of my circumstances because you asked me for something that you didn't give me. You have enough faith to get out of this if you'll use it. Somebody say, I got the faith. Now, having something and using it are two different things. Oh, you know, Bishop just got such faith. He's a great man of faith and power. Really? How you know? How you know? Can you see my faith? No, you can't see my faith. Uh, you, you think I've got more faith than you? Absolutely not. Young man right there with the Navy. Yeah, I know you're going to faint because I called you and put you on the spot. Yeah, but come up here for a minute. Come up here and just stand right beside me. How you doing? Tell me your name. I'm Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Yeah, I brought you up here because I like your sport coat and everything. You like mine? We cool, you see? Now, I really brought him up here because Jeff is so small. In comparison to me, it does not look like he would have as many muscles as I do. Let me put it this way. If we was going to arm wrestle and you was going to put $100 down, would you put it on me or him? He said he would put his $100 on me. Okay. See, now you know that that's you know that's good. Truth of the matter is, I don't have one more muscle than he does. Not one more muscle. The difference in our muscle tone is how we worked it. I ain't saying you don't work out, and you look good too. Pose, just give him some. Give him some. Oh, I got the right guy up here today. I got the right one up here today. I should have known. I knew who to get. 
See, and thank you. That's all. I'm not going to put you on the spot anymore. Didn't he do good? Give me a big old round. Now, my, I think I didn't measure arms, but I think my arms are bigger than Jeff's, not because they have more muscle, but they've had to carry more weight. The more weight your faith has to carry, the bigger your faith is going to get. If you walk by faith, your faith is going to swell up to meet the challenge that you have in your life right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because God has dealt to me and Jeff the same amount of muscles, the same amount of faith, the same amount of blood, the same amount of opportunity. The only difference between me and Jeff is what we choose to do with what we have been given. He woke up this morning, I woke up this morning. He got two eyes, I got two eyes. He got two legs, I got two legs. The rest of it is up to us. What we choose to do. How intellectual we become. We got the same brain. It's not, it's not his fault that he's smarter than me. He just did more with what he has been given. So stop complaining about who's fighting you and who doesn't like you and who doesn't support you. Don't blame me because you didn't use what you had been given. It is your fault. And until you take responsibility for what you did, you cannot change your circumstance. It's not the black man. It's not the white man. It's not the devil. It is you. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. We got a common power in faith. And we got a common dilemma in this world. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There has no, no temptation. Not one temptation. Not one. That little temptation that you got that you don't think that nobody else in the world has it but you, there has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with, not after, with, not after, with the temptation, also make a way of escape. That means if there's a temptation, there's a way out. If there's a prison, there's a door out. At the same time one is made, the other one is made. If you fell in it, you just wanted to. What I'm trying to do is, is level the playing floor so that you understand our temptations are common and our faith is common. Now, once we get down to that level, there is not, there is no such thing as you having a special problem. There are no special problems. Everybody got the same stuff. 
There is no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. There is no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able? But will, what I love, is the reason I emphasize that with the temptation, also make a way of escape, it lets me know that God does not allow anything to be created without a door. You can get out. Stop playing with your head. You can get out. I'm just in love and I can't get You can You hear what I'm saying? I can't help it. I just can't help it. I can't live without Sally. If Sally can live without you. I said if Sally can live. All she got to do is show me that she's cool without me. So I want you to understand the calmness of the dilemma. And I want to deal with this a little bit more. I want to, cause I want to make sure you get this. All of us have a story. Things that happen to us in life. And, and they're personal and they're deep and they have consequences. And the consequences feel unique. And as long as the consequences feel unique, it almost gives you a visa not to recover. You got a passport not to get better because look at what happened to me. Never understanding that something similar happened to him, something like that happened to her, and three rows back it happened to him, and it went through her over there, and if they made it. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. You don't have the faith to pick up the wave of blessings that are coming your way. Think of it as I got to have his faith.
to furnishing individuals with water filtration devices and digging wells in Kenya. MegaCare is saving countless lives by giving the gift of clean, crystal clear water. Consider helping by volunteering your time or making a regular donation. By uniting with MegaCare, you'll be a part in ensuring the health of people all over the globe. For more information, visit MegaCare online at www.megacaremissions.org. Not my will, but thine be done. 
So what he requires, whether you are intellectual or illiterate, is an equal opportunity at accessing the things that matter most. The illiterate can't teach at the university. But just because he is small in the earth doesn't mean that he's small in the kingdom. You can be illiterate and be anointed. Let me try y'all. You, you can be illiterate and be anointed. So in the kingdom, the floor is leveled by faith. Tell somebody say by faith. I got some money. I want a big Mac, Mac. And I, and I, I got, but I got five dollars. <laughs> this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. It is not what I want, but it is the substance of the thing I hope for. for a double with fries. I got five dollars. I'm gonna get watch this, watch this. I'm going somewhere. I'm I'm being funny, but I'm gonna get the double with fries by this five dollars. Because this five dollars is the substance of the thing I hope for. And it is the evidence of the things that I cannot see. It is so effective. See, let me show you this. No, you can't eat it. But it'll get me something I can eat. If I drive up to the window, I can trade this for that. This works in the earth realm. What this is in the earth realm, faith is in the spirit realm. Come on, come on, somebody. 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 That's why everything that you see done in Hebrews 11, kingdoms were rocked, nations destroyed. Women had their bodies quickened, gave birth after their wombs were shut up. They possessed cities and land, properties and kingdoms. And they said, God, how did they do it? They did it by Now, we're going to Romans 5 and 1. Going to Romans 5 and 1, this is good. This is good. You got to go here because this, this, if I can get this in you, this will change the rest of your life. If I can get this to change, oh, I could spend weeks on this. <laughs> see, see, my faith is an instrument of exchange. See, it's an instrument of exchange. It's an instrument of exchange. My faith is an instrument of exchange. So, so Hebrews, Romans 5 and 1 says, therefore being justified, oh my God. You mean it won't just get me a Whopper with cheese? It'll get me a justification. What is justification? A right standing before God. 
So how do we become righteous when we don't have it? It's the same way we get the Whopper with fries and we don't have it. We, 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 we trade for it. What we're going to trade. God says in order to purchase righteousness, to acquire righteousness, purchased by the blood, to access righteousness, you got to do it by faith. Now read it. Therefore, being justified by faith. Look what faith got us. Peace with God. Peace. You know what gives you peace with God? It's not dancing. You, that's why you can dance all over the church and go home and be troubled.
Hello, I'm here. Okay. I said we had waited a half a year. You'd have turned a whole nother year. I said, good things come to those feet. How's Pam? Um, she's all right. Yep, yep, yep. This thing called life. Somebody go ahead and open us up and let's get the ball a rolling. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, most gracious and almighty God, Jehovah. Father God, it is a privilege, Lord God, that we are able to assemble ourselves together, Lord God, as true worshipers, Lord God, before your throne of grace and mercy, Lord God, to give honor, to give praise, to give thanks to the most high God, to give praise and thanks to the God of our salvation, to give thanks and and praise to the God of our deliverance, to give thanks and praise to the God of our healing, our breakthrough. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for the newness of this day. We thank you, O God, for the newness of this fellowship, Lord God. Once again, Lord God, we come before you within a new year, a new day, a new hour, time, and moment to praise your holy name as prayer shifting ministry members, Lord God, to worship and to glorify and edify your name. Father God, you have brought us into this new year, Lord God, with nothing but expectations in our heart, leaning in dependent and trusting in your holy and righteous word, Lord God, leaning and depending on you to move mightily within our lives. So, Father God, we want to say thank you, Lord God, that you have kept us in from 2016 all the way over to 2017. Lord God, Father God, we have come, Lord God, with trials and with troubles, with tribulations, Lord God, that have already presented us from the beginning of this year. I myself, Lord God, want to praise you. Thank you, Lord God, for showing your mighty hands and your healing hands were in the life of my niece, Lord God. For, Father God, you knew the doctors had given her up, Lord God. They said she only had 1% chance of living. But, Father God, through the prayers and the faith of the righteous, Lord God, you have a you have raised up off her sick bed, Lord God, and you have spoke life to her, Lord God. You told her to live. You spoke to her body, to her blood, Lord God, and you told her to live. Father God, there are other prayer sister ministers, members, Lord God, who have lost loved ones, loved ones that are so dear and closer to them, Lord God. But Father God, we ask that you would strengthen them in the hour of a reading. Father God, I ask that you wrap your loving arms around Pam and her family, Lord God, and let them, let her her as well as her family know, Lord God, that you still hold them in the palm of your hand, Lord God, that you will dry every tear that will fall from their cheek, Lord God, and you will soothe and heal their soul, Lord God, in your appointed time. Father God, we come with expectancy just to praise and thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for the members on this call, Lord God. We ask that you keep them, Lord God, in perfect peace, Lord God, for even as the the minister was ministering this morning that it's my 
by faith, Lord God, we are healed. It's by faith we receive our blessings. It's by faith that we walk, Lord God. And so, Father God, it's by faith that we pray that we do not lose sight of what is important this for us, before us, Lord God. And that's to praise and worship your holy name. To seek you, Lord God, first of all, for our deliverance, Lord God, for our salvation, for our healing, for the brand new mercies that you have given unto us, Lord God. I want to thank you that I'm able to hear the voice of my my worship leader, Lord God, Sam, Lord God, in the prayers that he's going to send up, Lord God, on my behalf and the behalf of many others that he's standing the gap for, Lord God. I want to thank you, Lord God, for my brothers and sisters who are on this call, Lord God, whose voice that we hear, Lord God, for so you're answering their prayers and you moving, moving mightily upon them. Cover us throughout this day, oh God, and let your blessings fall upon us, Lord God. And anything, Lord God, that the devil has tried to lay or any snares that he tried to plant before us, Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, that you will cast them down right now. For your word teaches us, Lord God, that by faith, Lord God, we can move mountains, Lord God. We can speak to those mountains and tell it to be by removed and it will be cast into the sea. Father God, I would ask you, Lord God, do not let the weapons that the enemy is trying to form upon our lives, Lord God, do not let them prosper, Lord God, because it's by faith that we trust in you, Lord God. We will soar like the eagle, Lord God, like the young eagle flies in the air, Lord God, so we trust and believe in you. Wrap your loving arms around us and keep us in perfect peace. In Jesus' name, I Pray, amen. Amen, Brother Richardson. Amen. Anybody else want to go ahead and break out the prayer? Anybody else going once? Anybody else going twice? Alrighty. You rush it to go brush it to go run to go under the gun to go say she 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 to go run to go say she to go run rock or saka. Yander to go say she 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 to go run to go say she to go rock on daka. Yes, Father God. Mm. Thank you, Lord, yes. Diyasiki, Yukosa, Yerombose, Oromboko, Arandirikosaka, Oromboko Sirikandaka, Harandiko Siteke Harandike Shandakan Randirikosa Harandike Yarandak Randirikose Shirikose 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 Harandike Yarakan Rasa Karandirikose Shirikose 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 Harandike Aramboko mm. Mm. Yes Lord mm. Aramboko 
Thank you, Father God. Parandike, Shirakombrasa, Shirakose, 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 Harandike, Shirakondron, Shirakose, 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 Harandike, Shirakomboko, Shirakanda, Rakohoko, Harandi, Rakoseke, Shirakandra, Sikosaka, Harandike, Shirandokos, Rakandrandi, Rakose, Shirakose, 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 Shirakosaka, Harandike, Shirakose, 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 Shirakosaka, Harandike, Shirakose, 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 Shirakosaka, Harandike, Shirakose, 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 Randaka, Ha, yes, Lord, thank you, Father God, Nyanko, Rombo, Kasaka. Thank you, Father God. Randy to go say, she 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 to go say. Haram Randy to go say, she to go say, yes, yes, yes. Ha, Father God. Bokron de Shikandro say, hmm. 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 Yes, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Daddy God. Yes. Yara no kombose kehe. Yara no kose shandrasa kandraka. Yanda no kose dekehe. Dere no kombokrande keshe. Dere no kombokrande kase. Dere no kose shirikose shirikose. Yes, Lord. Mm. Sakanda. Oh, Father God. Now we begin to go forth down that direction. Now we begin to walk down that pathway. Lord, let your word come forth. Let your anointing come forth. As you begin to move, wow. Ooh. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yakrasikirirukumbuku. As you begin to move, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, Lord, Yara Kombra Ah, yes. Hmm. Oh, Father God, we praise you. Hmm. Oh, we got a combo set of Yep. That's it, Daddy God. That's it. That's it. That's it, Lord. That's it. Mm. Mm. That's it, Lord. Oh, Father God, as you increase, as you increase, as you increase, as you increase, shadow the combosike. As you increase, Sandra Sirikosaka. Ooh, the word of God comes forth. Mm. The anointing of God comes forth. Mm. Speak to us, Lord. 
speak to our hearts. Ooh, yes. Mm, yakabokrandirigasaka. Mm. Yes, Lord. Now, now, now. Mm, that's it right there. That's it right there. Now, move. Whew. We praise your name, Father. Because of you, Lord. Because of you, Daddy God. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the anointing. Mm, Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. Ooh, Father God, Yararoko Gird up your armor. Get on the battlefield. Begin to march. March, press, and trust. Watch God as he is moving, as he is maneuvering. Watch God as his word is going forth. Watch God. Hmm. Watch God. Be obedient. Watch God. Trust God. Be obedient. Trust Him. Oh, yes. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Thank you for speaking life. Thank you for anointing. Thank you, Father, for moving in a peculiar way. Share a combo, sir. Yep, share a combo, say. It's because of you, God. Thank you, Lord. Bless us, moving us, keep us, heal us, deliver us whenever needs be done. Position us as you cause changes to occur. Position us as your word enters in. Position us. So we can be used by you. Help us, Holy Spirit, as you continue to empower us. We would recall, yes, yes, Randako. We get a cosa, shed a comprose. It's because of you, God. Shed a comprose de Kandaka. We praka, saraka, amen, amen, and amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. Yep, that's what I just said. I said amen. <laughs>
ready? Anybody want to pray? Everybody's so quiet. That's a beautiful thing. Guess it means it's time for me to go get my list in. <laughs> Give me one moment and I will go get my list. Programming numbers on my phone, so give me one second. Okay. Here's a story of men and birdie. Somebody's on there moving around. Me. Oh, you up early in the morning, child. I have an 8 o'clock class, Father. Oh, well, I guess that would make it be a good thing that you're up. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's raining. Isn't it beautiful? Go with the rain again. Daddy, no, I don't like the rain. 
Honestly, I don't even care. I got a hat on, my hair in a ponytail, but. Alrighty then. Is that Morgan? Yeah. Mm. Is that the school, Morgan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ah, no, not as bad as she wanted to get over there. Now she's going, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm out driving, and, um, so can I, I, I was, I couldn't do the prayer when you were called out. I'm not too late to do prayer. No, go ahead, babe. All right. So gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for waking us up this morning, our right mind, healthy bodies, the activity around them. Lord, we thank you for family. We thank you for friends. We thank you for associates. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for your vision. We thank you for the faith because you're the author of it. We thank you for your grace, excuse me, mercy and strength that you gave to us today. Lord, we just thank you because someone didn't wake up this morning. Someone didn't wake up encouraged. Someone didn't wake up in joy. Someone didn't wake up in peace. But, Lord, you gave that to us today. And we thank you. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for being able to do whatever you have called us to do today. If it's just a smile and a hello to somebody, if it's just an encouraging word, if it's just a conversation to let somebody pull out steam because they have no one else to talk to, Lord, let us be that person. Let us be that shoulder or that ear that is needed. Father, we come right now for the ministers, missionaries, evangelists, psychologists, the doctors, everyone who's in the social service field, oh God, who has to listen to the troubles and the and the issues and the situations and circumstances of whoever crosses their path, oh God. We pray right now for them. We encourage their spirit, oh God. We encourage their strength to be renewed, to be able to smile in spite of the depressing stories you might hear today. Let them be encouraged that even though they're hearing it, it does not burden them down. Lord, take those burdens from them and you see them on how to give the solutions, Father. Help them to pray. Help them to encourage. Give them the words that need to be said to help that person who comes across their path today. Father, we pray for the teachers that have to go forth today and the students from from kindergarten all the way to college, oh, Lord. We pray for them right now that as they go forward in their education, either learning or teaching, Father, that they will open up their spirit toward you first so that you can help them discern what needs to be learned and what needs to be cast away from their spirit and soul, oh God. Because as we've been learning, we are spirit, soul, and body. And we have to learn what can be spoken 
enter our lives and what cannot be spoken to Father God, God will also comfort himself off loved ones. We pray for those who are sick and shut in and those who are in hospital. Lord, they need to be encouraged. They need to speak strictly to themselves and to each other. Lord, they need comfort that only you can provide in these times, oh God, as they go through from the common cold, oh God, to the food, pneumonia, cancer, whatever the illness is, oh God, you can give a miraculous healing to those who believe. And those who don't believe but have faith, oh God, just in their unbelief, oh God, those who have surgery today or in the near future, or those who have had surgery in the near, in the near present, oh God, we ask, we speak of, we speak a quick recovery, we speak a quick healing, that the, the, the bones and the skin and everything is knit back together correctly, that there's nothing that the enemy can come against to cause any kind of infection or anything. Father God, we come for... Um, New legacy, we come for foundations for advancement, and every other entrepreneur out there, oh God, who's trying to answer the call that you have set forth for your people to be lenders and not borrowers, to be above and not beneath, to be leaders into the field of your presence, oh God, because you want us to succeed. You want us to depend wholly on you and not on the system that has been structured by man, but on you, Father God. So it help us to be encouraged, even in spite of what we may see. Help us not look at the numbers, but help us look towards you, Father God, because you are our source and our strength. We come for Sam and his family and his seven degrees of separation. Lord, we know he was tired. We thank you for whatever refreshing, whatever rest he received as we were on vacation. But as he picks up the mantle again to start back the call, oh God, we ask that you continue to strengthen him, keep him in his spirit, soul, and body, Father God. Redeem his time and his effort and his obedience. So he doesn't feel like he has lost anything. I encourage his spirit to continue to strive to do that which you have called him to do. Help his daughter, oh God, Morgan, encourage her as she goes through this next semester, oh God, as she goes to her classes, as she has to deal with every situation and issue with her roommates, oh God, and friends. Help her to just see it in the spirit and know that she's not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and help her to learn what to speak out of her mouth and what not to speak as she walks in the path that she has set before her. And what we pray for Mr. Davis and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Farley as they go into this year, oh God, we speak strength and health to their bones, to their eyes, to the brain, to their muscles, to their heart, to their lungs, oh God. Every part of their body from the inside out, Lord, you can heal, you can set free and deliver, 
And we just thank you in advance. By the righteousness of Christ, we come. Amen. Amen, girl. You kind of covered everything, I see. That's a beautiful thing. What I missed? What I missed? Uh, you kind of hit pretty much. I mean, something on my list. I think you hit uh everything. Okay. Shut in, okay. unsaved congregation, churches, decent hospice, abuse and addiction. Abuse and addiction and prisoners. We come for those who are bound. Mentally, physically, and spiritually, oh God. And we come because they don't even know the freedom that they can receive in you. As we speak to those who are bound, mentally, physically, and emotionally, oh God, we come for the abused, the addicted, and those who are in prison, oh God. As they seek peace, as they look for freedom, have them put their eyes to you, oh God, because you are the source of their freedom and the source of their strength. And those who are abused and addicted, oh God, those who come at you, come to you with their whole heart. Father, let their deliverance be instantaneous. Take the taste, take the triggers away. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. And we come for knowledge, wisdom, understanding, discerning power, and the fruit of your spirit to increase in us today. Because we need it more than ever before for our good, but for your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. All righty. Okay, then. <laughs> um, I pray for the other ones. Grace, mercy, and favor. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. Peace to pass all understanding. Hoshi to go say, she 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 to both now fruits, now go in standing, grace my favor, which pass all in standing. Um, hmm. The
ability to persevere to the end. Oh, she will go say, 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 she will go Walking around the supernatural. Hush, she go say, 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 she Yeah. Oh. 
Throw them away? Throw them away? Yeah.
Tyrese, the hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. My tenants, hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. Ashley Nixon, hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. Titi, hundred to go to the gander 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 to go to the gasasa saka. Tamika Towns, the hushy and Jeffries, hushy to go sushi 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 to go saka saka. Ashley Whitney, hushy to go sushi to go moke to gasaka saka. Natasha, hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. Trina, hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. Man in wheelchair, hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. Sherry and Pat, hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. Eugene Rogers, hushy to go sushi to go sushi to go saka saka. The Reddick family, Hushi to go, Hushi to go, Sandrashi to go, Sushi to go, Sandrashi to go, Sushi to go, Sakura. Bonita, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Sakura. Stephanie, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sandrashi to go, Sushi to go, Sushakrasha, Sakura. William and Anne Phillips, Hushi to go, Sushi 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 to go, Saga, Sakura. Edgar and Lavinia, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Sakura. And everybody else on the list. Hushy to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Saka. Morgan Farley, Hushy to go, Randy to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to Randy to go, Saka, Saka. Courtney Collin Brandon, Hushy to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Saka. Nick Brandon Holly Samantha, Hushy to go, Sushi 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 to go, Marissa Mars Maya, Hushi to go, Sushi 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 to go, Sakara. Faith Justice Love Muhammad, Hushi to go, Sushi 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 to go, Sakara. Brandon Holly Samantha, Hushi to go, Sushi 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 uh, Charles Griggs, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Sakura. Benny Freed, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Sakura. Ben's grandkids, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Sakura. Brandon's children, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Sakura. Arthur's children, Hushi to go, Sushi to go, Sushi to go, Saga, Sakura. Girl tried to commit suicide, hush to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saga sakara. Um Area Jackson, hush to go sushi to go sushi to go sushi to go saga sakara. Ebony Kirsten, hush to go sushi 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 to go saga sakara. And now we'll leave everybody else in the list. Hush to go sushi 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 to go saga sakara. Two down and two to go. All right. Rosen Hospital. Hundred to go into the gun to go into the gun to go into the gun to go. Sushi to go, sushi to go, sushi to go. Saga, saka. Watch me. Hushi to go, sushi 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 to go. Saga, saka. Reggie. Hushi to go, sushi 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 to go. Saga, saka. 
Rose Johnson. Who should go say 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 should go my parents, who should go say she 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 go President Obama, who should go say she 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 go Promising the church. Who should go say she 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 go say go say she go say she go Thank you. 
Marguerite Lewis, who should go straight, 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 Lani, who should go straight, 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 should go Then Washington home brush it across and dress it a ghost, she to go to Rabbit, she did she to go to Santa, Sakara. Belinda, hush it a ghost, she to go to the ghost, she to go to the Sakara. Brandon Allen, hundred to go to the Gandhi, 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 the Marky Charles second year she to go straight 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 she to go The crack house, who should go straight, 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 for Rasaka, Sakara. Okay, we got Satanic School from Delworth, Illuminati Crack House. Okay, that's all my list. Anybody got anything? Bond, bond, yeah, bond will be boldness and power. 
And Prince would be, I don't, Prince would be Prince. Ah, he kind of, yeah, he everywhere. Hey, well, you decided to sing the song Diamonds and Pearls. Well, but both of them had diamonds in it. Diamonds and Pearls and Diamonds Are Forever. Right. So, there you go. So, the connection with diamonds. Okay, so then, too, you can look at it like this. Through the trials and tribulations, of being a high a high power pressure to transform us. Ah, uh, transform me into a diamond. Yeah. Ah, uh, so you're gonna you're gonna connect it that way. Yeah. That works. That works. Okay. That's a definitely um. It's definitely a um. Remarkable transformation. Well, this is to go true. from something to go from something that's so dark and and lackluster to something that is now um, clear, sparkly, and and um hard and intelligent and pretty much intelligent. I'm trying to say the word ain't coming out right. Penetrable. But yeah. Well, that means you need to let that pressure keep forming into who, into who you need to be then. Right. Yeah, what do you do? You have to not go to work. It's a big deal. So in this survey, actually, 11% of people said that they were worried about making work. 18% were worried about work. I totally agree. Huh? I totally agree. Yep, yep, yep. Right. So what can you really do to figure it out? Okay, well, you can call I mean, you got to keep pressing. You can't pull back. Yeah, that's true. I was um I was talking with Shanice the other day, her um cousin is pregnant. And so she's due in May. She's talking to you, so I said I was talking to Shanice um yesterday, she was and her, her one of her cousins was pregnant. Oh. And she's due in May. Oh so Shanice Shanice was telling me that now she's getting scared. I said, No turning around, now you got to follow it on through. <laughs> Too close now. <laughs> right. I said, it's going to be okay. I said, but, you know, hey, you can sit up there and get scared and not push if you want to. That's going to be the death of you and the baby. You go ahead and see it on through. It's going to give you some pain. It's going to put you a little bit of, uh, of being uncomfortable. But in the meantime, once it comes out, that pain fleets from your mind. Mm. But now the games begin. Mm-hmm. So just like a potter sitting at his wheel, you have to be ready to try to um, start molding this little person into, into, into his personality. And it's going to take you through some trials and tribulations. You're going to take it through some trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. But you got to come together as one by the end of the day. Got works to do. Yep. Yep, for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Ah. 
Yeah, where you found something that was so easy. Now you see where the where the test is going to be. Nobody's imagine being fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just like when a baby's starting to, um, you know, finally get his sea legs to start walking, everything in its path looks so interesting because everything's new. Mm-hmm. But then as they go through, I try to try to discover they also see some things that's going to be hurtful. In the time they're going to learn, there's going to be some things that's going to be hurtful. There's going to be some things that's going to be beneficial. Now you got to put all of this stuff into different categories. What's, what's a pro, what's a con? Yeah. What's for you, what's against you? It doesn't have that image that you had in your mind and what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's going to wind up disappointing you on some level. Yep. But you still got to have that unconditional love because it's part of a growing pain. Oh, growing pain is so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think I told you this once before. Um, after I got baptized, Well, before I got baptized, I used to always wear, like, little Chinese symbols or elephants around my neck or even in the form of a bracelet. Uh-huh. After I got, and I never wound up losing or anything. Well, after I got baptized, every time I tried putting them on, they would break off to me. Mm. Okay, so I was like, oh, okay, so this means like I'm not supposed to have this on or what? <laughs> okay, so I stopped wearing them. Okay, so I noticed the other day, like I go into my emails or whatever, if something is always trying to get me get me to um, buy to buy or either wear some type of a symbol. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know it's already written in the Bible. Do not um, put no God before God in any type of image. And so symbol would fall under that. Because in order to put on that symbol, it means I'm believing in that symbol. And if God said that he's not coming in the form of that symbol, why would the world would I get it? Mm. See, now I'm not worshiping him anymore. I'm worshiping something else. What kind of symbol? Huh? So what kind of symbols was it? Okay, it's ones for where it may be like, um, I want to say like a bear type mm-hmm. symbol. I mean, it's a variety of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, just, I just can't get into that. Mm. But like I said, every time I think about it, I think back on, after I got baptized, and every time that I would try to put one of these on that I used to wear, mm-hmm. it'll break off. Mm-hmm. So I just found that uh, pretty interesting. Something is trying to rope me in, and I just can't. I just can't go there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, all about following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Uh, they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some folks. They still gonna have to weed out of the Chicago Police Department. Gonna have some what? I said they still got a lot of folks that got to weed out of the Chicago Police Department. Oh yeah, I was just listening to another police shooting. Yeah, because the thing of it is, even with these new things they're coming up with, that they're gonna have to follow. You still gonna have those that's been in there for years that feel like. You can't tell me what to do. I've spent too much time. Yeah. Well, they're not gonna they're not gonna transform quietly. Sounds like human nature. Mhm. You're gonna kick and scream. Oh, how was your vacation? It was good. That's good. It was cool. I do not complain. I'm getting back in the saddle again. So it is what it is. Okay. What you got to do. Yeah. And out of that, complaining ain't going to do no good. Now, if you reflect, that's something else. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yep, I ain't gonna complain because I don't even want to hear. See? Well, if you wind up complaining, then you're missing out on what you were supposed to pay attention to in the first place. Oh, you missed out on nothing. Oh. Over, over, oh, over the holiday, somebody had asked me after Christmas. I said, uh, "What did you get for Christmas?" I said, "I got a few things." I said, "But you know." It's funny that you asked me that because this question I'm about to ask you. And they said, what? I said, isn't Christmas supposed to be about giving? Mm-hmm. And they was like, what are you saying? I said, you asked me what did I get for Christmas. And this Christmas is about giving. So if it's about giving, why would I, have, why would I be more focused on what, what did I get? I said, if anything, your question to me should have been, what did I give? Mm. And so they were scratching their head and said, okay, at this time, I'm not rich in finances, but I am rich in time. Okay. I said, so in my time, I wound up volunteering at different places. So I gave my time. That's what I gave for Christmas. Okay. To help out somebody else that couldn't help me back. Couldn't help me back, had no idea of helping me back. I just wouldn't gave of me and my time. And then they thought about it. They said, you're right. I said, see? And so it was like, well, you didn't. I said, see, the one thing about that we don't get 
when we give of our time, when we take a little time out to uplift somebody, it's not for us to ask how that blessing is going to come back to us or how that seed is going to grow. Just let it grow. Because when it's time for it to come up out of that dark place, just like that piece of coal, it's going to be something miraculous. Mm-hmm. Now, if I decide to try to put demands on it, I shorten the life, I shorten my abundance, because I got in the way and it wasn't, I got in the way of the sunlight and it couldn't thoroughly get its nourishment that it needed to grow to its full potential. Mm-hmm. Because it's not it's not put on the it's not put on the Richter scale to appear just like that. And out of that we get impatient. We get mean spirited because we have no patience. <laughs> so that's what I got out of the Christmas holiday these last couple of Christmases. Okay. We um, rush around, try to get presents, try to get stuff that we think people want, try to get things that we think will suffice, try to get things just to say that we got somebody something. It is not necessarily with the true point of meaning, but the true point of, okay, if I get this person this, then they're going to get me something. (laughs) And how about just, going ahead and just doing something just for the sake of doing it and feel good about it. Because if you take all your seeds, if you don't plant your seeds and, you, and, you, and you're hoarding them, they have nowhere to take root and germinate. That's true. And if you keep them in your hand and they start germinating from the moisture in your hand, <laughs> They're destined to die because it's not being rooted in something that can feed it the nutrients that it needs. Mm-hmm. Then you also have the bacteria that's forming inside of there that's going ahead and killing it off. But then again, too, like I said, we're into a society for where we want everything to happen just because it's about us. And then, too, I've heard a lot of people going into this new year talking about, oh, this year's going to be all about me. <laughs> but God already, already said it's not about us. But if we keep on going back saying it's all about me, we're going to be right back in the way we were feeling last year. Because <laughs> he already said he got us, right? Yep. Okay, so as long as we do for what he needs for us to do, he already got our best interest. So would you rather be in the, would you rather be in the, in, in the realm of it's all about me or that God got me? And I'm good.
And uh, two, um, has it ever crossed your mind that Trump may be our new pharaoh? A <laughs> new fool, but I don't know about pharaoh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and the reason why I say that because here this guy's coming in, and he's really talking like a crazy man. <laughs> but it's up for the people to band together. Yeah, they didn't vote in the men. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, you know, for them right there, with their common interest of voting, they're going to think it's good to erase out somebody else, and it's going to also not be a good a good thing for them either. Oh, well, yeah, I know. That's why I'm waiting when they come right to slap them in the face. That's when I'm going to really start laughing, because it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, I thought you was going to do this to the minority. Uh you, you, I mean, this is the one thing that's really sad. But when you go back to slavery, you had your folks that was from other countries that was minorities, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the biggest minority before anybody else came over? Mm. Poor white trash. Hmm. They never consider themselves a minority. They are a minority, too. Hmm. And that's the one thing they don't get. Because here it is, the, the, the European whites who had something, they didn't want to share. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... And just like with China with America, okay, China said we don't care how much we put in we don't care how much lead we put into the toys you want us to make, we don't care how much crap we put into your pet food, we don't care how much we do to the stuff you want us to make for you. Because you have to remember, you got people over in your own land and need jobs, but you're so doggone greedy, you'd rather for us to make it. <laughs> so if you don't like for what we're doing, because while you're trying to make us look like the bad people towards your people, it's not us, it's your greed. I said, you know, I ain't mad at China. They said the truth. And seeing this the way that Europeans have, have, have operated for years, and the poor white trash does not look at themselves as a minority. Now they'll look at other people from other countries come over here and they'll say, well, you took our job. Now, see, the people that came over, the person with the money, they paid the person who they can get the best bang for their buck for. Yep. So they took the jobs. Now, in the meantime, poor white trash, oh, you didn't work for nothing that low? Okay. I found somebody else that will. <laughs> Even if we have to import them in. So when they come to the realization they're a minority too, and they're all minorities banging together and stop trying to hate somebody that's close to them because they have maybe a different color, of the hair type, 
may be a more coarser grade and mm-hmm. just say, hey, look, we're all fighting for the same thing. And that's a part for where the body needs to come together and defeat the disease of the person who have, who thinks they have that financial power over you. But uh, when Trump starts cutting this stuff, these all these other programs out, maybe that might go ahead and turn on the light bulb for them. Mm-hmm. We'll see. There's going to definitely be some stuff going on. Oh, yeah. There'll definitely be some stuff going on. And then, too, you look at... Uh, but some people keep saying they're supposed to get all this information on Trump, but they're going to have him impeached. <laughs> but if you let Pence, you let Pence get up there. Now, Pence is from one of the biggest KKK states there is. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you know, you go ever go into um, Indiana, especially if you're going to Indiana, going down um, – 159. Mhm. There's a whole bunch of nice for Columbus signs right there at the at the beginning. A whole bunch of who? Knights Knights of Columbus. Oh, that's who he is. Yeah, that's what KKK is. Knights of Columbus. If you ever see a Knights of the Columbus, that's KKK. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Mhm. Different chapter, different chapter. Huh? Oh, like a chapter of the of the KKK. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Good morning, the Aryan Nation. Good morning, the Aryan Nation is part of the KKK as well. So, you know, it just depends on what you want, what policy you want to do. I didn't know that you educated me today. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and open this up in prayer, and I'm glad to get into this reading. Okay. Lord, as we come together on your day, thank you for everybody that is attending, and thank you for everybody just getting ready to Come in and sup up with us in your word today. And, Lord, we glorify you for finding us faithful and worthy to participate in another one of your grand, high-powered, high-colored, just showing your awesomeness. Thank you for letting us be able to be in attendance to see. Lord, as we come together to feed on your word, to strengthen our spiritual, our spirit man, and also to come together in agreement to take what you give us to go and spread it out to others who have ears to hear. Lord, as we come together to touch and agree for your awesomeness, for you of of your creations and creating us, again. 
to sing a powerful song of unity and glory, all in your favor and your honor. In the name of your Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. All righty, peoples. I guess it's about that time. So I guess I need to find a book. That would be nice. All righty, we're going to get back into Seven Mountain Prophecy. I know everybody's going happy, happy, joy, joy. I know where we ended at. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, Mountains of Education, I know we talked about that one. Yep, I remember that. think we got here, K Knights in the Mountain of Economy. Well, evidently we did because I'm looking at my highlighter. That's what happens when you take a break. You can't remember all this stuff. Hmm. Well, maybe I was right where I had the thing at then. <laughs> oh, this would be Felicia's favorite right here. Parasites in the Mountain of Religion. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Felicia? Okay. Father God, you to go Sandra side, you go go Cindy, you go Brandy, you go say she, you go say she, you go say she, you go say she, you go run, you go say she, you go draka, how cosa, sacrandi, you go sa, sacra. The mountain of religion is the mountain that we as Christians are most familiar with. It is perhaps the only battlefield that some of us have recognized. We've accidentally advanced very far on this mountain, but a significant battle awaits us. I say accidentally accidentally because we primarily advanced on this mountain through bottom-line decisions for Christ. We filled the mountain with people, but we've underinformed most on the mount as to what the mission is. What is religion? The definition of religion is the service and worship of God or the supernatural. We have learned a lot about religion in a negative context as that which is ritual and not real. Mm. Here we go. Amen. <laughs> but there is a pure and undefiled religion that is good. The four great religions on the earth are Christianity, 2.1 billion followers, Islam, 1.2 billion, Hinduism, 900 million, and Buddhism, 376 million. Other major religions are Chinese traditional folk religion, 394 million, 
which mixes various strains of Taoism, Confucianism, and Buddhism. African folk religions that often mix the occult and Christianity, Catholicism, are practiced by more than 100 million. There are 14 million Jews and millions spread out among other religious groups. Christianity is the fastest-growing religion in the world, with Charismatics Pentecostal being the fastest-growing group within Christianity. More than 700 million Holy Spirit-filled Christians are in the world, and their numbers and influence are growing exponentially, particularly so in South America and Africa. Next in our list of the Deuteronomy 7 nations to be dispossessed are the Parasites. The Parasite name means unwalled, rustic dweller. They live in the hill country of the tribes of Judah and Joseph. Then the children of Joseph spoke to Joshua, saying, Why have you given us only one lot and one share to inherit, since we are a great people, inasmuch as the Lord has blessed us until now? So Joshua answered them, If you are a great people, then go up to the forest country and clear a place for yourself, there in the land of the Perizzites and the giants, since the mountains of Ephraim are too confined for you. Joshua seventeen fourteen through 15. What is the land of the Perizzites and the giants represents for our purposes is idolatry. In scripture, idolatry was always entrenched in the... Oh. What is the land of the Perizzites and the giants represents for our purposes is idolatry. In scripture, idolatry was always entrenched in the high places. The last holdouts in Israel's struggle against false worship. The land of the Parasites is also called the land of the giants, indicating that idolatry creates religious giants that need to be removed. That the name means unwalled denotes that they have no protection. They are rustic dwellers, means they also experience limited provision. Idolatry strips people of their protection and their provision. War and famine are common trademarks of people locked into a system of false worship. Mm. Uh. Mm. I'm going to read that again. War and famine are common trademarks of people locked into a system of false worship. History shows that as a people and a nation eradicate idolatry, and turn to worship of the true and living God, a better economy and less fighting soon follows. Idolatry is particularly insidious because the very things it causes, death and lack, are the very things it purports to remedy. Hmm. The word idolatry means the worship of a physical object as God, immoderate, attachment or devotion to something. The word idol means an object of worship a likeness of something, a false god, a pretender, an imposter. An idolater is therefore a person who intensely and often blindly admires someone or something that is not an object of worship. This, of course, all adds up to the religious deception. I'm going to read all of that again. The word idolatry means the worship of a physical object as a god. A moderate attachment or devotion to something. The word idol means an object of worship, a likeness of something, a false god, a pretender, and an imposter. An idolater is therefore a person who intensely and often blindly admires someone or something that is not an object of worship. 
heads up to religious deception. The central idolatry in Islam is the worship of Allah. For Muslims, he represents a perspective of who God really is, but this perspective is clearly not the God of the Bible, nor the God who is the father of Jesus. Also, Muslims staunch anti-trinitarianism. All righty. Okay. Also, Muslims staunch anti-trinitarianism is rejection of Jesus and the Holy Spirit as expressions of God. Whoever they intend to worship, the actual God seems to be the Prince of Persia that you with in the Old Testament. Mm. The Prophet Muhammad is also also idolized. Reason has little or no value in reaching some Muslims for Christ. However, once Muslims feel the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, they toss out their arguments against Christianity. Most mm-hmm. of the Middle East are coming to the Lord as he reveals himself to the eye, either in dream or personally. Mm. 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 Okay. Hinduism. The idolatry in Hinduism is so widespread, extreme, and extensive that it is well established as the most idolatrous religion on the planet, estimated to have 330 million gods. Oh, really? Hindus generally sell out their soul to a vast array of demons who are thus empowered to rule among them, causing lack of provision and protection. Not to mention deceiving them into hell and the ultimate lack of provision and protection. Whereas a Muslim will be very spiritually narrow, only Allah and his prophet Muhammad are accepted. Most Hindus are open to everything. They will accept any and every new God that could grant them some favor. The biggest obstacle with them is not found in getting them to make a decision for the Lord, but in getting them to eliminate all the other gods in their lives. Their idolatrous practices make them virtual spiritual swinging doors. Anything can come in and anything can go out. On a positive side, when a Hindu has a true encounter with God's power, he or she responds with extreme devotion to him. Buddhism. Buddhism is also filled with notorious amounts of idols and images and may only be marginally behind Hinduism in that respect. Yet it is theoretically a very different religion, and that it often none, none, and and that is officially non-aesthetic. However, any time idols and images are involved in your faith, you in fact are serving the demons behind those images. The greatest idol in Buddhism is probably self, and in fact that manifests as a religion of humanism. Ooh, I will. Mm, mm, mm. We're gonna get. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into this one. <laughs> The goal is an enlightened state of nirvana. Who was just talking about nirvana the other day? That might have been Lisa. Hmm. The goal is an enlightened state of nirvana, which is basically a glorification of humanity's utopian possibilities. But even nirvana ends in poverty and lack for the individual. The ultimate hope of Buddhism is to escape the cycles of pain and suffering by eventually becoming a non-self. Nirvana is a universal oneness in which the individual no longer exists. (laughs) This religion mixes very well with what we call New Age beliefs. At its core, its emphasis on the individual's path to salvation 
through works, meditations, and self-disciplines serves as an attempt to deify man. It espouses what we would all agree is good, peace, love, joy, and hope. But the problem is that it looks to some altered human state to bring that about. It attempts to bring a path of salvation apart from Jesus, which, of course, is impossible. Buddhists tend to be open to experiment with new spiritual possibilities and therefore can also be open to the Lord. But their resistance to Christianity is greater than that of Hindus, especially when they remind themselves that they are non-aesthetic. Chinese traditional religions carry much of the same approach and feel as Buddhism. Enlightenment and wisdom are main emphasis, especially the influence of Confucianism added in. And good things like honor and nobility are mixed in with idolatrous attitudes toward ancestors and wealth. African which is also carried over the Caribbean and Budo and Santeria, are much darker, more openly, or obviously demonic. Witchcraft and bloodletting often mixed in with some token elements of Jesus and God. These are very much based on fear and injected with idolatry. I've listed only the major religions of the world as expressions of variations are scattered everywhere and would be impossible to cover thoroughly. But in every case, the mountain religion is full of idolatry. All righty. Here we go. We're at it again. We're moving now. Okay, Father God. Mountain of religion is the mountain that we as Christians are most familiar with. It is perhaps the only battlefield that some of us have recognized. We've accidentally advanced very far on this mountain, but a significant battle awaits us. I say I accidentally, but primarily vast mountains, bottom line decisions. We fill the mountain with people, but we're under most on the mountain as to what the mission is. So just to backtrack now, remember we're talking about the seven mountains, and he's talking about the seven mountains are the seven, uh, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Okay, because first he broke down the difference as far as you know, being saved and being born again, but God also wants to take the kingdom of heaven, which comes down to the seven mountains, which are the seven main um, main things. In, and I'm going to try to find it again just as a refresher. The main seven things in societies. Okay. The worthy is a lamb who was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. These seven attributes of majesty that is worthy to receive each coincide with the seven main pillars of every nation's culture society. When we speak of dis- discipling the nations, we're speaking of these seven pillars of society that the Lamb is worthy to receive. After researching the original Greek meanings of these words, it became evident to me that the power speaks of government. Riches speak of economy. Wisdom speaks of education. Strength speaks of family. Honor speaks of religion. Glory speaks of celebration, which is arts and entertainment. And blessed speaks of media. So, again, these seven mountains that he's talking about taking, which he's talking again, talking about the kingdom, are the seven main pillars in society. So now we're talking about, again, the mountain of religion. So now he's breaking down what is religion. The definition of and worship of God or the supernatural. 
Notice he said or. We have we have learned a lot about religion in a negative context is that which is ritual or not real. But there's a pure and undefiled religion that is good. Now see that's the thing and, and then oh religion, not relationship. Mm-hmm. Religion, you know, you do it as ritualistic. You know, getting up and doing it, getting up and doing it, it's a ritual. But it's not a relationship. That's why I all the time say, you know, the Holy Spirit needs to be your guide. The Holy Spirit needs to be your mentor. Even in your even in your format, it always needs to come first it needs to come from the Holy Spirit and then it needs to be subject to the Holy Spirit. Now what do I mean by that? In your format, like right now, we got a format about how we go about this call. We get up, we open up in prayer, we actually open up in um, you know, I have preachers on there. Then we open up in prayer and worship. Then we go through our list and we go through our reading. But it's that's basically the format that has been developed. But it's always subjugated to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Always subjugated to the Holy Spirit. It must always be subjugated to the Holy Spirit because. He's the one who really knows what needs to occur, how it needs to occur. Because see, when you when you cut him off, you cut off his power. When you, when you're cutting him off, then you're getting into religion. You're getting into rituals. You're getting into doing things in a certain format. And that that again, but that's not coming from God because that's a man. And we talk about spirit, soul, and body. That's you doing things out of your carnality. It's not you doing things from your spirit. Because if you're doing things from your spirit, your spirit needs to be in touch with the Holy Spirit, which will lead you about the way that God is ordained for it to flow at this particular time in this particular way. Okay, we've learned a lot about religion in a negative context is that which is ritual and not real. But there's a pure and undefiled religion that is good. The four great religions on the earth are Christianity, 2.1 billion followers. Islam, 1.2 billion. Hinduism, 900 million. And Buddhism, 376 million. Other major religions are Chinese traditional folk religions, 394 million, which mixes various strains of Taoism, Confucianism, Buddhism. African folk religions that often mix the occult and Christianity, Catholicism, are practiced by more than 100 million. There are 14 million Jews and millions among other religions. So I'm glad to see that Christianity is actually in the lead. I never really knew that. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Two things. They're going to go back on you. So, unfortunately, you know, looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. we can't even go by the numbers. God, you know, God admonished David not to count, oh, nah, not nah. to do a censor. Uh, 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 you know, he, not to do the, um, not censor, but census. This is right. You're not right. supposed to do a census. Because when you look at the numbers, the numbers can be manipulated, for one. And for two, what we define and what God defines are two different things. So the world might say, oh, you're a Christian just because you say Christ. But in actuality, you could be Catholic and you just see Christ 
still in the manger, not sacrificed, not risen from the dead, but still the baby in the manger. So you're still not a Christian because you still have him in a certain box that he's no longer in. That's one. And then the other thing is I had to look it up. So only one time in the Bible does it really reference religion. And that's in James 1 and 27. And it says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. That's the only thing religion is supposed to be about. All of the other doctrines and everything else that has been picked up, that's why it says it's doctrines of man, not doctrines of God, doctrines of man. And the doctrines of man is what manipulates us from not looking at what God considers the pure religion, which is the orphan the widow, and keeping oneself unpolluted from the world. I'm going back on you. I guess Prayer Shifting Ministries is back in order again. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, it says Christianity is the fastest growing religion in the world. Well, charismatic, charismatic, you know what I'm talking about. Charismatic, yes. whatever that thing is. <laughs> Pentecostal being the fastest growing group within Christianity. More than 700 million Holy Spirit-filled Christians are in the world, and their number and influence are growing exponentially, particularly in the South America and Africa. Who rules among the religion? Next in the list of Deuteronomy 7 nations to be dispossessed are the parasites. The parasite name means unwalled, rustic dweller. They live in the hill country of the tribes of Judah and Joseph. Joseph spoke to Joshua saying, Why have you given us only one lot and one share to inherit since we are a great people, inasmuch as the Lord has blessed us until now? So Joshua answered them, If you are a great people, then go up to the forest country and clear a place for yourself there in the land of the parasites and the giants, since the mounds of Ephraim are too confined for you. That's Joshua seventeen fourteen through 15. What the land of the parasites and the giants represents for our purposes is idolatry. In Scripture, idolatry was always entrenched in the high places. The last holdouts in Israel struggles against false worship. And see, I, that's funny because if you think about it, a lot of times, if you read throughout the, the kings of and there, a lot of times they would get rid of the idols and they would get rid of this, but they, a lot of times you'd recognize they always kept the high places. And I always wonder, what is the high places? Even, even um, good kings, 
And it was like they all, it was like maybe one or two will remove the high places. And I was always like, what is the high places? And, and and what is it and why you know, why is it bad? But now I'm beginning to get an understanding of what it is and why it's bad. It says <clears throat> in scripture idolatry always in, was entrenched in the high places. The last holdouts in Israel struggle against false worship. This land of the parasites was also called the land of the giants, indicating that idolatry creates religious giants that need to be removed. That the name means unwalled denotes that they have no protection. That they are rustic dwellers means that they also experience limited provision. Hmm. The name means unwalled, denotes that they have no protection. They are rustic dwellers, means that they also experience limited provision. No protection. That I'm just thinking about that. In in a sense, when you are not protected, it could be it could be one or two ways. That could be I don't need no protection because I'm bad. I, I I'm not concerned, and I'm thinking I'm thinking that in in line of 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 idolatry, you know, and, and all these different you know idolatry and and false religions and and pride, you know, and pride is what started the whole thing with Lucifer. So I'm just making that connection. Hmm. Just something to think of. Idolatry strips people of their protection and their provision. War and famine are common trademarks of people locked into a system of false worship. History shows that as people and nations eradicate idolatry and turn to worship of a true and living God, a better economy and less fighting soon follows. Idolatry is particularly insidious because the very things it causes, death and lack, are the very things it purports to remedy. I'm thinking about the Middle East. I'm thinking about Africa, or in famine, and those. Well, we know Africa definitely entrenched with witchcraft, and as he's pointing now, the Middle East, we know Islam and a lot of that, and there's a lot of war and famine going on in those areas. And that's why America is going up the way as well, mm-hmm. because we started letting the high places. Come to America. We had taken our our previous people. You know, they at least respected where the word of God was, and let the word of God reside. But now, because the word of God is being destroyed right before our eyes, so to speak. And the high places are being bogged down and replacing those those areas. We're starting to see the same thing. So, um, you know, now it 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 starts off with disease, mm-hmm. and then it goes into famine because you gotta you got it has to start. It has to have a beginning, and everything starts with disease. Not in the land and in the body, mm-hmm. because it then when it becomes famine, it's because famine means you, your food you don't have food. 
But if you have disease in your body and you can't eat, your body is still a famine. So it doesn't matter if you have food or not, if you can't keep it down. So we, we as the church have, have got to remember about the giants and the high places and go up and destroy where we know there are and start speaking against those things. Thinking about the United States where we're on the flip side, um, so much is famine, but we're on the flip side so much as we've gotten fat and lazy and, and that's what that's that's the flip opposite side. You know, um and throughout history if you look back, you know, when they've got relaxed and conditioned and and lazy, and that's how the in, uh, throughout history in the Old Testament, you know, once they got too content in God, then they also fell into idolatry and stuff like that. So we, you know, we we don't all the wars and stuff, but we but we're more on the and even they say you know weight is an issue, a big issue in Chicago and um, Chicago in the United States. So we we've kind of got you know everything is geared toward making us more lazy and, and lackadaisical. So we, again. That high, those high places are rearing their heads. Okay, I got one for you. The company, the company named Monsanto. Mhm. For where America had allowed them to be the chief over um, crops in America, to the point now they want to draw everything with this being GMO. Hmm. Where it's not really a true fruit or a true vegetable mm-hmm. or a true soybean or a true peanut because now it's been modified. And the way Monsanto got that position because they had very deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Now, what America was using before Monsanto came into action, and that was coconut oil. Okay. Okay, so in that. It was a more better sustainable oil. Mm-hmm. But when Monsanto came in and said, well, hey, I got a new one for you. We can go with soybean. Soybean was never meant for um, was was never meant for consumption. Mm. Soybean was look was was founded by um, George Washington Carver for paint. You said for painting. For paint. Oh, really? Mhm. It was <laughs> never meant for. It was never meant for consumption. And you have quite a few people. They try to eat soy, and their body and their body kicks it out. Hmm. Hmm. But Monsanto was one of the chief growers of um, grains and produce for America. Hmm. Didn't know that one. And for these people who they are making quite a bit of money, because with um, Johnson baby powder and talc, okay, they said that Johnson knew for 30 years that talc had an adverse effect on the body. (laughs) But what they did was 
they marketed that product towards the minority in order to keep their um, profit base up. Now, that sounds familiar. So they know what they're putting out there, and they're hoping that nobody would do any. And just like when you go back to you were talking about numbers, America and big business have a huge love affair with manipulating numbers. <laughs> Excuse me. For where they can say, well, you know, we tested this, and it came out where 80% of the people um, did well with the product. But then they never tell you what whole number they use when starting out to get to the 80%. Was it four out of five people? Was was, was, Was it one out of ten? And then, too, was that from the first testing grid or was that down to the 50th grid of numbers? Where where are they looking at that 80%? Now, out of that 20%, that 20% may be actually higher than that 80%. But, again, they never told you the true numbers that they was working with when they started testing. But we was always geared and taught the bigger number is the greatest number, and that ne- and that's not necessarily so. Okay, you get finished, Sam. Okay. Okay. The word idolatry means the worship of a physical object as a god, immoderate attachment or devotion to something. The word idol means an object of worship, a likeness of something, a likeness of something, a false god, a pretender, an imposter. An idolater is therefore a person who intensely and often blindly admires someone or something that is not an object of worship. This, of course, all adds up to religious deception. Hmm. A person who intensely and often blindly admires someone or something that is not an object of worship. And people just get so, so, and even, even Christians get so, so it's got to be this way and you got to see it my way and, and this is what it is that you're not open to to something else. And that that's dangerous and that's you know it's just not good. You know. <laughs> the central idolatry in Islam is the worship of Allah. For Muslims he represents a perspective of God who really is but this perspective is clearly not the God of the Bible, nor the God who is the Father of Jesus. Yeah. 
Let me do this again. The central idolatry in Islam is the worship of Allah. For Muslims, he represents a perspective of who God really is. But this perspective is clearly not the God of the Bible, nor the God who is the father of Jesus. Also, Muslim staunch and anti-Trinitarianism is a rejection of Jesus and the Holy Spirit as expressions of God. Whoever they intend to worship, the actual God seems to be the Prince of Persia that Daniel dealt with in the Old Testament. So now, Muslims, again, this is why you must understand Christ. This is why you must understand who Christ is and what he did and why, why Christianity is different from many other religions. So now he's saying that Muslims, yes, they're, they're worshiping Allah as God, but it's not the God of the Bible. And then it's the rejection of God the Son and God the Holy Ghost. So that is not biblical. But again, you, you have to get to a point of understanding of what these other religions are and how they're operating. The Prophet Muhammad is also idolized. Reason has little or no value in reaching some Muslims for Christ. However, once Muslims feel the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, they toss out their arguments against Christianity. Multitudes in the Middle East are coming to the Lord as he reveals himself to them either in a dream or personally. And that's not just Muslims, that's as a whole. And, and see, a lot of, and again, that's why we talk about the power of God, okay? The power of God will, will break all these arguments, this, that, and the other. Go back to Elijah and Baal. You know, cut yourself, do this, do that, and the other. If he's God and, he, you know, if this is truly your God, then let him, let him reveal himself to you. This, but see, when the power, the true power of God comes in, and it, and it breaks those things, then you're like, oh, well, did your God do that? You know, and that's what God, but see, God has to grow you up to walk in that capacity. You can't, you can't just do that overnight. You, he has to grow you up to walk in that capacity, learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit. There's a lot that's involved in that. But that's what he needs us to be, especially in these last days, because, see, that will just solve a lot of arguments. It actually won't even be an argument. But you know what, Sam, what's really interesting as we go back through this reading is when you look at how the church is set up, the church is not set up for the religion that God wants us to have. So because we stepped away from it, now all these other religions are stepping into the gap that we left, and the world is stepping in, but it has polluted what is the true meaning of the religion that God wanted the world to know. So instead of it being about orphans, it's about dogs and cats and parakeets. You know, and instead of it being about the widow, it's about the homosexual and politics. So it's like, and, and, and then not being, you know, polluted by the world, we are sucking up whatever the world gives out. Not only is the, the world sucking it up, but the church is sucking up whatever whatever is put before our eyes or before our ears, 
we are taking it in and accepting it for what it is instead of letting God help us disseminate the information that we're receiving and then saying that's God and that's not God, you know, and rightly dividing, you know, and, you know, what's being put before us. And whatever's on the king's table, we're eating it. And then we wonder why we're fat or we don't feel good or, you know, why we keep sinning or whatever because we are eating whatever is being put before us and not being very um, discriminating in our tastes. I'm I'm, going to shut up. But that's, yeah, that's it. I'm done. Not only not but just like you said, we're lazy and and and, and society, going back to like the high places in society, it's training us to be lazy and, and comfortable. That's the word I'm looking for. Comfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> what they say? Somebody said, "What what they got now? Not only do you have a remote control, but you can speak to your remote control." And they're like, "Wait a minute." Bad enough, you don't have to get up and turn the TV. Now you're going to just speak to your remote control to let it turn the TV. Now, that's lazy. Now, you know something, and it's it's funny, because, you know, a lot of the stuff that's made for convenience was pretty much made for people who are disabled. And people who are disabled don't use the stuff nearly as much as people who have all their faculties. Now that's funny. Now here it is quite a like in the numbers, uh the disabled don't use this 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 don't use this apparatus or this technology. They depend on for what they have within their ability of their bodies. But for the person that has everything and it's working, you get you get wooed and consumed and comfortable in using something for where you have the ability to get up and do it yourself. Okay. I mean, it's just like trying to, you know, out of female terms. Okay, you have a size five. Five, five, seven address, but you know good and well that you like a a, a fourteen or a sixteen. Now, if you're able to stretch it out big enough to fit you, but are you comfortable? But I look good. <laughs> but you, okay, and then that. But the thing is, it's not even. It's not even about. It's not even about. Does it fit anymore? It's about the deception, because now mm-hmm. they make a size five, a size fourteen, and, and just right. pop a size five on it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and all the things that they market are not for the disabled. It's about being like Erica. Erica was saying. Like Erica said. Um, being complacent. I need something that's going to 
make my life easier. And that's how they market what they're putting out there now. You have had, and they, and they market it this way. You've had a long day at work. We're going to make your life so much easier by giving you this, which will vacuum the floor for you, which if you're away from your house, it will tell you what, you know, it will help you turn your car on. It will help you turn your heat up and down. It will help you cook your food. It's about being able to do more in less time. And they market it as convenience, but it's not even a convenience. It's a slow-collar control. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when you look up and you're in a, a, a choke collar, you're not going to know why or how you became so bound in what you have. And we, and we as, as, as men and women of God, we have to, now we have to be aware. Once you know what God shows and reveals stuff like this to us, we have to be aware of what we bring into our house, mm-hmm. into our surroundings, because the the enemy can bind us just as easily. Because we, if we don't, if we don't take heed to what God reveals and say, you know what, I'm not gonna be lazy. I'm gonna get up and change the channel myself. Or I'm gonna go just as far as this kind of TV or this kind of remote. But the thing is, because we're about status and about numbers, a lot of us want to have. A lot of us want to have and hang out with the Joneses. And have what we, you know, and have what everybody else has because that tells us that we are prospering because the prosper preachers have told us that as long as we have X, Y, Z amount of money, then that means God is blessing us. Huh? But God never said your money is what shows that you're being blessed. And Erica says, those of us that have the fullness, the rise, so to speak, almost always look for an easy way out. Those that have shortcomings almost always want and, to, and desire to prove they are normal and work hard to be that and be recognized by others as normal regardless of the deficiencies. That's true. That's true. But that's what we have to let God define who we are and not the world because the world and the church is starting to make us define ourselves based on your credit score, what's in your bank account, what's in your closet, what's in your driveway, what is on are you are you renting or owning your property? Nowhere in that list is what are you doing for the inside of you. Nowhere in that list are they saying what is wrong with 
What is what is what is what makes you cry? What makes you depressed? What makes you eat? What makes you lose sleep? Nothing is ever worked out on the inside. It's always working the outside. And if if you're focused on the outside, then that means you are not letting God lead you. You are letting the world lead you. As I minister to you, I minister to myself. Amen. And I'm going on you. I'm shutting up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All righty then. Well, hey, I came across something the other day, and it was uh, what the Indians believed in, and it made a lot of sense. Because um, when the Europeans came over, they asked the Indians how much you want for the land. And the Indians told them the land doesn't belong to us. It belongs to everybody. Wherever you found that, you leave it however you found it. So wherever you took from it, you put back in. And um, one of the one of the statements was that the land doesn't belong to us. We belong to the land. We came from the earth, and when we die, we're being replanted back into the earth. And all this other stuff that's in between is nonsense. So we came up out of the earth. The devil had had, had his fun. And we got to be we got to be focused into our our true spiritual. Okay, so I'm going on mute. Nope. The idolatry in Hinduism is so widespread, extreme, and extensive. <clears throat> That it is well established as the most idolatrous religion on the <clears throat> on the planet, estimated to have 330 million gods. Hindus generally sell out their soul to a vast array of demons, who are thus empowered to rule among them, causing lack of provision and protection. Not to mention deceiving them into hell, the ultimate lack of provision and protection. Whereas a Muslim will be very spiritually narrow. Only Allah, his prophet Muhammad, are accepted. Most Hindus are open to everything. They will accept any and every good new God that could grant them some favor. The biggest obstacle with them is not found in getting them to make a decision for the Lord, but in getting them to eliminate all the other gods in their lives. Their idolatrous practices make them virtual spiritual swinging doors. Anything can come in and anything can go out. On the positive side, when a Hindu has a true encounter with God's power, he or she responds with extreme devotion to him. So now Hindus, he's breaking down the Hindus as being just open to anything and everything. Just, hey, yeah, okay, that sounds good, feels good. And that, that sounds so fleshly. It, that, I mean, that just lines up with being fleshly. 
feels good, smells good, tastes good, or for right now. Okay, this is going to work right now, so I'm going to use this now. Oh, yeah, this works for later. I use that. And so that's a very, like, an emotional type of thing. You know, whatever at that moment works is what I'm going to do. Buddhism is also filled with a notorious amount of idols and images. It may only be magnetically behind Hinduism in that respect. <clears throat> Yet, it is theoretically a very different religion, and that is officially non-aesthetic. However, anytime idols and images are involved in your faith, you, in fact, are serving the demon behind those images. I'm going to read that part again. However, anytime idols and images are involved in your faith, you, in fact, are serving the demon behind those images. One more time. However, anytime idols and images are involved in your faith, you, in fact, are serving the demons behind those images. The greatest idol, idol in Buddhism is probably self. Now, this, this is so much... Especially in America with our self-help books and motivation and seminars and all this stuff. This just lines up even in what's that thing that, that, that um, the, what's the church of Tom Cruise is in? All this just, I, when I, I just see so much of this in there. Well, Scientology. Right, thank you, Scientology, yeah. The greatest idol in Buddhism is probably self and in effect, this manifests as a religion of humanism. The goal is an enlightened state of nirvana, which is basically a glorification of humanity's utopian possibilities. Mm-hmm. Wow. And see, the thing, let me read all of this before I start talking. The goal in an enlightened state of nirvana, which is basically a glorification of humanity's utopian possibilities. But even Nirvana ends in poverty and lack for the individual. The ultimate hope of Buddhism is to try to escape the cycles of pain and suffering by eventually becoming a non-self. Nirvana is a universal oneness in which the individual no longer exists. Mm. Wow. Trying to escape cycles of pain, trying to, I don't want to deal with certain things, promoting self. I mean, wow. That's just so much just up there, you know. That's the whole thing, and 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 it sounds good, and a lot of times it lines up with a lot of the principles of the Bible. Lines up with a lot of the 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 moral and the ethics of the Bible, but it's it's not in the aspect of serving or seeking God. It's in the aspect of serving and seeking self. That's where the difference is. This religion mixes very well with what we call New Age beliefs. At its core, its emphasis is on the individual's path to salvation through works, meditations, and self-discipline serves as an attempt to deify man. That just goes back to the fact that man is trying to fulfill the law. It can't be done. Christ is the only one who did it. We're trying to get in heaven through works. ain't going to happen. Christ is the only one who could do it. That could do it and it did do it. We are under grace. Because of what he did, he said, now you are reconnected with God through me. That's that's what this is about. 
But again, man, and see if you get an understanding, this is demonically based. Then it's like, oh, okay, I can see a, the demon of deception trying to use some of the same principles and ethics of the Bible to get you to walk in a form of godliness. But you're still missing the main thing. You're not connecting to God. You're not trying to have that relationship. So it feels good and it looks good, but it's not good. See, this is flesh trying to serve God. And that's not what it's about. This religion mixes very well what we call New Age beliefs. At its core, its emphasis is on the individual's path to salvation through works, meditations, and self-discipline serves as an attempt to deify man. It espouses what we will all agree is good, peace, love, joy, and hope. But the problem is that what looks to some is an altered human state to bring that about. It It attempts a path of salvation apart from Jesus, which of course is impossible. Buddhists, try to, try, Buddhists tend to be open to experiment with new spiritual possibilities and therefore can also be open to the Lord. But their resistance to Christianity is greater than the, that of Hindus, especially when they remind themselves that they are non-aesthetic. Mm. So, again, they're trying to get to, to attain the things of God, but they're trying to do it without God. Chinese traditional religions carry much of the same approach and feel as Buddhism. Enlightenment and wisdom are main emphasis, especially with the influence of Confucianism added in. And good things like honor and nobility are mixed with idolatrous attitudes towards ancestors and wealth. African traditional religions, which have also carried over to the Caribbean and Voodoo and Santeria, are much darker and more openly or obviously demonic. Witchcraft and bloodletting often mixing with some token elements of Jesus and God. These are very much based on fear and infected with idolatry. I've listed only major religions of the world as limitless expressions and variations are scattered everywhere and would be impossible to cover thoroughly. But in every case, the mountain religion is full of idolatry. And that is our lesson for today. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. Gave me the answer to what I asked you before you could start doing the reading. Okay. Well, I guess that's a good. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what the sad thing is, Sam, is those of us in the church. We are even, you know, that we we don't get it either. You know, I know, I know we're also we're we're all on different levels, but even at the basics of our faith, we can't even be on one accord there. You know, and, it, and that's the sad thing because the basics of our faith are pretty much supposed to be believing in the Lord with all your heart, all your spirit, all your soul. You know, and 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 you know, and loving him and obeying him. 
That's that's the biggest thing. But we can't agree on what we're supposed to obey. You have people who want to be the God of the church, who pronounce themselves as king and who pronounce themselves as leaders and, you know, and they take the glory of God away and put it on themselves. Instead of the believer taking back that power and saying, no, the glory belongs to God, they continue to let the leader, the man, become the God that become the God that they serve and not the one true living God. So it's like when we, when we look at how God was a we are so far from it. And it's like how do we get back? How do we get back? How do we get people to that? Because now you have so many that's why so many people don't want to come to God. And they look at Islam and they say Islam is more structured than being a Christian because we're so wishy washy. We're so jaded and in 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 we put people above everything else. We put people before God. At least when you're with Islam, people know that they believe that Allah is the one. But if you ask any Christian, their their reasoning is not that their convictions are not even that strong. They don't know if they should follow Christ or should I follow God? Do I follow an angel or is it the the man of the you know the man in, that's, that's the leader of the church? How can you be confused on who you're following? But that's where we are. Christians need to know who they are following and why. And nobody is taking the time not to figure that out. And I'm going to shut up again. I'm sorry. Don't make me feel like I'm going back on mute. I'm going to shut up for real. I have a couple things. Um, when you was reading about idolatry, it reminded me. It reminded me of when I used to watch Bob Larson video, and one of the generational curses that this person had was mammon, and mammon was this spirit that the people used to have a statue of and put babies in to burn them alive or something like that. And it's like people tend to worship like anything. Like it's people out here not just worshiping, you know, demons but items. Like, people say, I can't live without this. I need this. I don't know what I would do about this. And it's like, which also ties into, like, materialistic things and how people get fat physically but get fat spiritually as well because that 
kind of symbolizes, you know, it's not healthy. <laughs> to, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I guess. Overindulge? I, hmm? Overindulge? Yeah. Overindulge, overindulge of materialistic things. Mm-hmm. Even those who don't worship God or any spirit, like the atheists, they worship math. They think math is the uh, math and science is what created. So, ideology. Uh, I can't speak this morning, but um, worshiping other things is just. It's common a lot more, and it's like on TV shows and everything. Like it's just, I guess this new generation or new modern type thing that people worship objects and people and other spirits other than God. Mm-hmm. They had uh, with you saying that. Uh, I think it was one day this past week in China or even in Japan, they had discovered a um, a Buddha, and the way they came upon the way they came upon it, the water levels had um, went down, and they saw the top the top they saw the head part of it carved into this um, little mountain or hill. And they went down to go and check it out more and kind of found out it was a whole little city that had been buried. Now, the more and more they get into trying to find out what this little hidden city is, the more and more these people are going to start being drawn into this Buddha and what it stood for. And it's no it's more and more things coming out that people didn't know or didn't realize. Just like when uh, I was talking to one of my childhood friends yesterday and we were talking about the movie Hidden Figures. And how they had women feeling like women didn't have a head for numbers. Now, here it is, in order to get the space program up and going, they relied on these three black female mathematicians to crunch the numbers in order to get this to work. But then look how long they've been telling everybody, oh, well, that's a man's job to do because women are not good with numbers. Only to find out they relied on women for it to come to fruition, along with other things that was told to us to be one way and it and only for the truth to come out to be that what they had been saying all along was not true. So when we get information, we have to dig deeper in order to get the truth out of it. We would like to take things, at, we would like to take man at his word but man has become so manipulative, we got to dig more deeper into God's word 
and pray and look for the and look for the truth and stop being so thin skinned enough to where if something hurt our feelings, okay, now we're gonna get mad, we're gonna go over to a corner and pout. If we're overweight, we have to take time to figure out what's making us overweight. If it's down to something that's something that's bothering our bodies, pray on it, ask for direction to find out what to do to go ahead and turn it around. And not down to the point of man saying, oh, I got this pill right here. You ain't got to do no exercise. You ain't got to do this. The only thing you got to do is pop it in your mouth and it's going to do the work for you. And for those pills right there, it has become where it has developed cancer in people's bodies and it's eating them alive from inside out. All because we don't want to go ahead and exercise. We don't want to exercise our faith. We don't want to exercise this. We don't need to exercise. We don't want to exercise the things that we need to exercise. And that's what we got to get back to. Growing up our spiritual, asking for direction from the proper resources, being true to our word, and being true to our word can also mean being true to God. I'm going on mute. Okay. Anybody else got anything? Anybody else got anything, anything, anything? Hold on one second. Sorry about that. I had to pull over. Yeah, the what? Sorry about that. I had to pull over. I don't have my earpiece today, so oh. I can't get caught with my phone in my hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, Erica says we're so consumed with self-help concepts 
that we tend to focus, teach, and even preach on God meeting us where you are, where we are, that we forget the truth, core of the, I'm sorry, and even preach on God meeting you, you, us, where you are, where we are, that we forget the truth, core of the word, God's glory, God's will, God's purpose. And that's and that that's that basically sums up the whole thing because it's not they, it's, that only tells half the story. Yes, he meets you where you are, but then he picks you up and he takes you to where he wants you to be. Huh. Okay. Shut up, Erica. But yes, he picks it. He meets us where we are, and then he picks us up, and he takes us where he wants us to be. And how did that process happen? You have to be obedient, and you want, you have to want to do it. That's the key. You have to want to do what God wants you to do. You have to want to go where God wants you to go. Every every person that you see in the Bible, that's referenced in the Bible, they wanted to do the will of God. They wanted to obey him. They wanted to go where he was leading, even though, you know, they they eventually said, okay, I'll go where you tell me to go. I'll do what you tell me to do. They, They might not have felt qualified. But in the end, it was like, but you're God. Okay. Grudgingly, they said, okay. But they said, okay. And then God was able to take them from one location and put them where he wanted wanted and needed them to be. So then that's a journey of faith then. Yes. Faith and, and obedience. Erica says, acknowledge you, hear his voice, and obey. And that's true because even if, because the thing is, everything is about, the the Bible is, is, like they said, the Bible is the basic instruction before leaving earth. If we really look at everything in the Bible, it's for spirit, soul, and body. It's working in us in three levels. It starts off. It, it starts off where it helps us in our body, help us to understand that we have to line our body back up to be willing to hear from God. But then, in the end, we have to bring our soul under submission, renewing our mind daily, and then reconnect our spirit with the Holy Spirit. And so we acknowledge and obey God. We have gone through all three steps. But everybody is usually stuck on that first step because they want to do what they want to do. That's why you have the atheist who doesn't believe in God because why should I line my life up with something that I can't see, hear, touch, taste, feel? It doesn't make any sense to them. And then you have the people like my dad 
you say there is a God, but but there is a God, but I make my own decisions. I go my own way. It's 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 the higher power within me that gets me to where I want to go. Again, not acknowledging that God is the one directing, but saying it's about me. But once we acknowledge, like Erica said, once we acknowledge and obey his voice and then give him the glory, then he he's able to fit us where he wants to place us. He will make room for us, even if it doesn't look like there's room in there. Oh, he will make room. He will qualify. He will do all those things. But we have to be willing. We have to. Amen. All right. Amen. Going back on you. All righty. Anybody else got anything? must remove ourselves from being people pleasers. Mm. Dismiss people and the approval we think we need or want from them. Get out of my house. <laughs> Erica came all the way from Bama, all the way to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I still, you know, be looking for that. Okay, Felicia, you know, you're on the right track, you know, type thing. But I still, but I don't do it as often as I used to. Like it used to be where I have to, any, any decision I made, I would look toward my I would look toward Cynthia or my dad. Or even when I, I'd get on the call to see, you know, not even saying anything to y'all but seeing, you know, 
filling out where everybody else was in some conversation. <laughs> but, you know, but now it's like, you know, every blue moon now, you know, it, it's not as bad. I'm, I'm, God is still working on me because I'm like, oh, and now I have to go, okay, Lord, where you want me to be on this? Am I, am I doing good or no? You know, and, but we got to know that God is not always going to give us a pat on the back either. But you know what? Then, and what you're saying is a very deep thing on a whole lot of levels. Okay, because this is what happens. Okay, you, you got to go back down to where you're at. You got you to gotta understand that you're growing. And that's a lot of different things because when you're first starting out, you want and you need that confirmation. Why do I say you want and you need? Because as you're walking, especially initially, you're, you're, you're learning this thing out. You're stepping out in faith. You're, you're learning God's voice. You're learning God's ways. You're learning how all these different things happen. And, and, you got, and like T.D. was talking, you've got to learn to trust God. So all these things are, are being developed. But now that's what happens, what you get to, because you're going to reach a point as you continue to grow that you're not going to get that pat on the back. You got, God is going to give you some, God is going to be like, like, okay, Morgan's in college. She said they gave her the instructions for the whole semester. And that's it. God's going to say, here's your thing, and turn around and walk away. And you're going to be like, what? And you have to walk this thing out. And you're not going to get the confirmations, and you're not going to get the attaboys, but you still got to trust him. Am I on the right path? See, this is where the faith kicks in. Am I on the right path? You know, well, Lord, I've been struggling doing this. You know, am I doing the right thing? You know, all this stuff, it begins to, it, 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 it weighs and it's important. So in the initial stages, God has to build you up and get you to a point of not just trusting him, trusting the path. That's why it's necessary you learn his voice. That's why it's necessary you learn and trust what he's doing. It's a lot involved because you're going to get to a point in this walk where, again, he's going to say, all right, I'll talk to you later. And you're going to be like, but, but, uh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's not that he's truly, because, again, in his word he says he'll never leave nor forsake you, so it's not that he's truly doing that, but you you got you got to, you just got to. And that's about the only thing I say you got to because you're no longer a child. Right. And Erica says confirmation. Confirmation from God is approval from man are totally different. Mm. God, Ooh, come God, on now. Oh, wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, over in Chicago. Go back to Atlanta, girl. <laughs> mm. That was but deep. it's true. Mm. It, that is so true. And I'm glad you said mm. that because God will confirm mm. because he gives you because if, you're, wow. if your spirit is really connected to his spirit, he gives you a piece about what you're doing. Uh, you might not get an attaboy or a pat on the back, but when you're actually going in the right direction, you have a piece about where you are. So that confirms it. But approval 
approval for a man is the pat on the back. And then you're, you're, you're going by your feelings. God says, don't go by how you feel. Don't go by what you think. Because just because it's, it's, you're in a, in a place of being uncomfortable doesn't mean that you're not where you're supposed to be if you have a peace about it. So making it personal. Yeah. Since I started Ubering more often, I'm at more peace now than I was when I was trying to find a job. Mm, sounds familiar. I'm sorry. And so go. now I'm like, okay, but the struggle is real with this. Come because, on. <laughs> because the money is not where I need it to be to make ends meet the way I need them to be. And mm. so. Um, but you're I still. And God faithful, and you're still finding that you're capable, and you're still finding that you're able to take what you make and make it work somehow or some way. Isn't it funny how that works like that? Man, but then, imperative to know the difference between confirmation of God and approval of man, because like. And, and my sister, she was like, she said, Felicia, um, so what's going on about, you know, finding a job? She said, because the mortgage for our house is under both of our names. So it's affecting her credit score. And so she's like, because my credit score is going down. And I'm like, I'm doing the best. You know, I'm still looking, but, you know, there's only so much I can do, you know. And I was like, I know she didn't mean it that way, but it was like, that was kind of like, it felt like that that man's approval and not the confirmation of God kind of thing. And so it shook my peace just a little bit. And I'm like, okay. So then when I started, you know, going even more so filling out applications, but I wasn't at peace about without the applications as I am about doing the Uber. So I'm like, okay, so either I, I do the approval of man, going back to what Erica said, or confirming I'm where I'm at because this is where God wants me to be. And unfortunately, that's making everybody around me uncomfortable. And so now it's like, okay, Lord, what do I do? Because I don't want nobody mad at me. Now it's back back to, do I go for what God wants me to do, or do I want to go what man wants me to do? I'm about to get all in your Kool-Aid, okay? Okay. I'm just going to let you know right now. Okay. Okay. So now, see, see again, where God, whew, mm, my God, an old girl, and see, you don't even realize you kicked it off this morning. Yeah, you really don't need to be. When you were praying this morning about mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, yeah. that God wants us to be the lenders and not the borrowers. Right. Okay. Now. When you should have been Ubering, 
But you were walking in fear because you were waiting for everything to be in perfection. You begin to lose out. It had this part of my neck, like the first day. I came oh, home. now that you got forced because of real life occurrences to step out where you were, or hiding behind things when you should have been doing things, now you're stepping out, but now you're behind. Yeah. When I told you, I said, you prefer for me to kick your butt? He call your names, then for God to come do it, because by the time God gets he he's going to, I gave you this opportunity, this opportunity, this opportunity, but you didn't do it. So now, this is where you're going to have to play catch up. I always tell you that you need a job to support your business. God has called you to be an entrepreneur. That means you're going to have to change your whole understanding because you've been walking in, the, in a job mentality for years. So now you, you again, will not be comfortable, and one of your, your hang-ups has been procrastination, which will not work for you being self-employed. So now your whole world is getting turned upside down, but God still has his hand on you. He will bring you out, but now, again, you no longer have room to sit. You no longer have have room to procrastinate. You don't even have room to think. When God's gonna go, again, He's going. You're gonna have to learn to think and to move while you're moving. So while you're Ubering, you're gonna have to be making your business plan. While you're Ubering, you're gonna have to be making your connections, and you're gonna have to trust God to bring this all together. So now I don't want you to think that you missed out on something. No, I just want you to see the steps that were really occurring. Because see, we do this all too often. We're trying to wait for everything to come about or state of perfection and this has to happen it doesn't work like that you got to get up and move with what you got and trust God to bring you about more. That's why you're finding a way out of nowhere. That's why he's providing for you when you're looking at life. But he's got you now where you got to move. You can't sit. You can't be comfortable. And you begin because of the real life aspects, the bills, the children, the food, all that, the real life stuff. So if you sit down, you will really be out on your behind. Okay, so I know you ain't got no legs right now. I'm done. But I just needed you to see that whole thing. So you don't come by my house Ubering with a shotgun because I won't be here. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to do a Gloria right now. I love you. I'm sorry, I just, you know, I just felt you needed to see. Okay, I'm off. Bye.
All righty then. Uh, well, anybody else got anything? Nothing I can say is amen. Well, anybody else got anything going once? Anybody got anything going twice? Stop letting ourselves be our ammunition against our spiritual self. <laughs> be our own worst enemy. Right. Anybody got anything going three times? Okay. I'll take prayer requests and I can get up out of here. Get up out of here anyway. I'll go first. I'll be bold enough and go first. Okie dokie, Mommy. Got my shoes on. Okay, Father God, let me pray for Nene. Yerekumbo shikerereko rande, shirereko bo sakanda. Yerekko horrande, gose, shirekose, shirekose, shirekarandaka. Yerekose, shirekose, 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 Horonsi, Karambusa, Kadaka, Yanakos. Hmm. Hmm. Changes are occurring. Things are shifting. The hand of God is upon your life. Continue to walk, seek, trust, and move in the fullness of who He called you to be. I spoke Sunday about. I guess different aspects um, talked about Jesus. First of all, he got full of the spirit. And then once he was full of the spirit at the baptism that John did upon his life, then the spirit led him into the wilderness and Satan began his temptations. And at the end of the temptations of those 40 days, after he had passed the test, he returned in the power of the spirit. So first, even before you begin to face the temptations that Satan has for you, ask God to continually fill your spirit. Ask God to continually pour what is needed inside of your spirit so that you can begin to face those temptations. 
those things that Satan is bringing. You're not walking in the power of God as of yet because you have not overcame the temptations in the wilderness. Do not be deceived that you've arrived at that point, but you are learning what it takes to be an overcomer. You are learning what it takes to face it and not pull back. You're still in the wilderness, but that power is building up in you. So just continue to be obedient and diligent and let the Lord reveal to you that which he wants you to do as he gives you devices and plans and strategies, all things that are needed and then you will walk out in the power of the spirit so stay in your wilderness experience right now do not pull out do not try and run do not turn tail trust god and you will become to the end of your journey in his time and in his way mm. that ministered to me as i was ministering to you jesus christ of nazareth really god wow well i'm gonna tell you for the vision that was given to me It was having me stay still. You said it was given to you what? I said in the vision that was given to me years ago, mm-hmm. it was having me to stay still. Oh, okay. And I couldn't understand why I was why I was supposed to stay still. Now I have now a lot of. Um, mean spirited words coming at me. Um, and even with um, my daily walk, and I'm literally walking, I get to see things that I wouldn't have seen if I was in a car and being consumed by other things. But in the meantime, I see people that have a a mass and abundance of things they rely on to get them around. And once one thing gets broken and not working, they lose their mind. And I'm just looking like, okay, you still have the activity you live. You still have people around that's looking out for you. And for this one little mechanical thing, it can be fixed, but you're losing it as if somebody's threatening your life. And it's almost like a, it's almost looking like a circus juggler. Okay, you might have lost one of your balls, but you still got the other eight from you know being still being in sequence. But um, what you talk about, it was showing me standing still. So I guess that was my wilderness. Because it does show me coming out of it, but I can't come out of it before God. Uh, releases me from it. Comments, criticism? No. Listening. Yeah, we want to get out of the wilderness. Keep us in there. Yeah, now two things I do recognize that I am doing. Um, my um, thought pattern for this year 
and going forth. It's not down to the point of gossiping about anybody, but try to be a solution to a problem and not a hoarder of a problem. Um, Try to keep me from letting myself be a bullet in my foot. So as things come through and they're good things, for me to give praise to God, and I say, look at what I've done, but look at what God does. And just be God's workstation. I'm making myself available. I'm being obedient. And not to be swayed by the by the glitz and glams of this world. So as I said, for right now, I may not be rich, financially rich, but I am rich in time to follow what he wants me to do. Amen. Amen. Erica says she would like prayer, please. Okay, why don't you pray for her first and I'll pray for her. How did I know? How did I know? Hmm, you good. You in touch with the spirit. <laughs> Passing 
thing. This is something permanent that he wants to do in your life because once he changes your taste for these things that he's taking away and adding on, he doesn't want it to come back. And again, as I mentioned to you, I mentioned to myself because I gave up some things for a while. And um, for the last week or so, I went back to it, and it doesn't taste the same. It doesn't do the same for me. It's just, it's, it's just, just. And so what God, is, what God said was, yeah, you can go back to it if you want to, but why would you want to? Because, again, because it's comfortable, then don't do it just because it's comfortable. And that's where he doesn't want us to be. It's in our comfort that we are like Moses tried to be in that comfort level, and it took so long for what God wanted to have done be accomplished, and God is just like, I have no time for that, and neither do you. So you are going to remain uncomfortable. Just get used to it. Get used to the new taste. Get used to the new flavors. And keep it moving. But in the end, that new taste is going to elevate you to where I want you to be. You're going to be a connoisseur. And your palate is going to be where you would be able to discern the different the different levels of demonic activity and angelic activity that's going to be coming around you because of where he wants to place you. You're going to be able to know just by being among people at that new at the new level he's taking you to just like you've always been able to do, but even more so. You're going to be able to see it for what it is, see people right where they are, and then be able to determine what to say or what to do to to cast out, to deliver, and to set free those that God puts before you. And he needed you to have the surgery so that you can have the voice that you're going to need to use and utilize. Now, instead of, okay, God, uh, all right, Lord. All right, Lord. <sighs> Again, yeah, all right, Lord. <laughs> anyway, um, because thyroid, Again, the thyroid, going into the medical part, the thyroid is what gives you energy for your body, and it keeps everything in balance. God needed us to have those things removed because he's going to be the source of all of that, the energy and the balance that we need to be able to move and get to where he wants us to go. He wants us to lean and depend on him. And no longer have that hindrance. No longer have that hindrance. 
of trying to do it on our own. He's like, I want to be able to supply that so you know where you're getting it from. And so when the enemy comes at you, they see me in you. In the name of Yeshua, we pray for your continued strength, your continued favor. Lord, watch over this woman of God and her whole football team as they learn your voice even more so as she goes and, and lets you direct her to her new levels, oh God, so that she's able to do and be in the will of where you want her life to go. And Lord, we just thank you for her recovery. We thank you for her good health. We thank you for her obedience. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven through her obedience. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> now, this is funny. This is funny. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray for I pray Erica. For Erica. I was just on the phone with my So, check this out. You know, and like when he's with me or whatever, I I, I just try to give him some guy. I see him trying to do things, and basically he's told me he didn't really have a father in his life. I just try to give the man some wisdom. I see him trying to raise these kids. I try to help him work. So I just try to just point him in the right direction. So I, I tell you know when I feel led, I feed him spiritually and different things. So anyway, just got off the phone with him. And his girlfriend, I know one point in time, something they were talking about the Bible, she didn't believe in God, and he literally cussed out, you better read that Bible, da, 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 da. And I just said, well, okay, that's not quite the way you do it. But anyway, so then one day I know something happened. I know she's even called me for prayer a couple of times when things are going on, and one day she was looking for the Bible. I was like, wow, okay. So yesterday when we was at work, she lost her job. And she's been going back and forth to the unions, this, that, and the other. And she called, or they were talking on the phone. I was overhearing a conversation. And evidently, she's trying to appeal to get her job back, and they turned her down. And I heard him say, you know what? You need to stop, and you need to pray right now. See, you got to pray and walk in faith. See, that's what it's about. I'm sitting, I literally stopped in my tracks. And I looked and he started laughing. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling her that. I'm telling her that because that's what it's about. And you got to walk in faith. And and I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at him. So I just got off the phone with him. He just told me that <laughs> that they called her back and she got her job back. And I'm just like, wow. You know, and it's just, just you know, again, what we do, how it just affects other people. And while we have to, we have to keep pressing, not just because of us, but because of others as well, that God is positioned that we're they're gleaning from us. And I just, I mean, you know, she done went from a full not believing and accepting God to now she's applying her faith in God. And what do we just talk about that trust? 
God is using circumstances and situations which could have gone in one way, but now she's leaning on what she's knowing. Again, we just talked about that young youthfulness, that baby, and God's showing to be real. I just, I just, I just wanted to give that praise report, and it's like, wow. Amen. Amen. That's a dance right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, literally. Amen. It worked. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought about saying, oh, you know what? This would be a good thing if she got her job. And I just got off the phone. He said they were driving up there. And then, again, see, this is why we need to stand. Because one manager said no, but then the other manager got over this manager. Then they went to the union. So all this back and forth. But she chose, see, like I talked about on Sunday, I chose to continue to say my confessions in spite of the negative reports I was getting. You don't worry about what's going on in these areas and arenas when you're getting these bad reports. You choose to confess and stand on God's word. You stand on what God's called you to do. That's what you do. He'll work all that crap out. And literally, that's what happened in that scenario. One said no, another one said yeah, and they're back and forth. End result, she's going to work. <laughs> wow. I said, look at God. Anyway. Oh, and that's uh, that's Erica's new client because I gave him her number. So, okay, yeah, you need to call because he needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come off of mute now, Erica. You go right away. <laughs> oh, she goes, I'm going to say, I'm going to get you. And I, it ain't funny. <laughs> oh, I'm loving it. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, I guess I'm supposed to pray for you now, though, huh? So we'll start with Jakir. Yet go randi to go say she 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 go say granda. Roshi to go say she to go say she go say she go raraka. Hoshi to go say she to go saraka sakra. Ridge. Hoshi to go say she 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 go saraga. Hoshi to go say she to go say she go saraga sakra. Ebony Pearson. Hoshi to go say she 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 to go saraga. Sakara. Daryl Jackson. Shesha to go randi 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 to Barbara, Brushi go boko kukurandigasa, ha, sherabose, sakara. Ebony Pearson, Barbara. Uh, her business, sheragandigasa, sakara. Donald Trump, boko kukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukuk
said, don't be sending me no texts. I ain't by my phone anyway. Okay, got the church, the business, her job. Um, Donald Trump, Angie, y'all need to go into the guy. So, got all guys. So, I got William Manor, Maria Mathis, Barbara, her mother. Y'all got to go into the guy. Need to go into the guy. Set a guy. So, I got Okay, so now let's get down to. What's next? Um, Carlos, yeah, it'll go say she to 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 go Dad, who should have gone to the gun to go into 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 the gun to go see she 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 to go see that means you got to let loose and let go and go and do and just move. Trust God. Be obedient. Don't worry about it, but move. You're going to win if you continue to fight. You got to press. You got to fight like you've won already. You got to fight like you know you got the victory. You got to stand. You got to proclaim. You got to minister. You just got to go. You do not have time to pull back and get up in your head. You got to press forward and let your spirit, mm, and what it is, you're going to have to place demands on the spiritual arena. That's what's going to be your key. You got to have an expectation for the spirit of God to manifest. That's going to be your key. You're going to have an expectation when you go to minister to your pastor, to your father, to your church, which you're going to be doing all of those. Oh, did, I, did I forget your brother and Tony? Oh, yeah, you didn't want me to leave them out. Okay, that the expectation that the Holy Spirit is going to manifest in power, that they're going to experience a difference. They might not be able to verbalize it, but they, they, they will know that God was here and that the anointing, that's where you're going to walk. That's how you're going to walk. So have an expectation that God is going to show up and he's going to move through you so he can accomplish that which he desires to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Next. Me. Give me a minute. All righty. <clears throat> All righty, 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 righty. There's some things God's showing you that you don't want to look at. There's some things God is speaking to you you don't want to hear. 
it wasn't important, he wouldn't tell you. He's not just trying to show you or tell you this just because it's 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 that is necessary. I do that at times. Tune out. Erica does it too. You know we, but I, I I've learned that, and I I tell him, Lord, if I really really need to know, then tell me. Because sometimes I just don't want to hear. I you know whatever. But what he is trying to tell you and show you. It is important. So open up your spiritual awareness. Listen and let him reveal to you that which he's placing in front of you. It's it's necessary and it's needful. Then you know how to deal. See, you're trying to deal with something outside of him because you're scared. You're scared you might miss it, lose it, or, or, or it might not be what you want. So these are the things that we must learn how to let go and let God. So pull back, get one-on-one with him, and say, okay, God, I'm listening now. He's going to show you. Then you know how how to better deal with the situation. And then not only will you know how to better deal with the situation, you'll have his back. Uh, I mean, he'll have your back, I should say, because other than that, it will be you trying to do something, and you'll be doing it on your own. In Jesus' name, I pray, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daddy, that's why I wanted somebody else to pray for me. I love you. Mm-hmm. I want a car. Yes. That should be my 19th birthday present. Mm-hmm. Okay, Felicia gonna give it to you after she do her fifteen hundred Uber. She done made her ten thousand dollar check. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Anybody else? Hey, um, for me and for my family. Oh, Pamela. Oh, she's on the line. I know you're going to have so much fun. Oh, you don't want me to be sarcastic right now, do you? I can just add you to the list of people I'd like to choke. <laughs> oh, girl, now right now that list is getting longer. But see, I probably won't be first, so that's a good thing. I think you probably tired by the time you get to me. Yeah, you've been moved down the list. <laughs> yeah. Quite sure. Quite sure. All right. Let me pray for your familia. Harambo seke yaramboko. Ooh. Mm, now, I was talking to Morgan, but the Lord knows I'm talking to you now. You better open up your eyes and see what God's showing you. Can't afford to close them. You got literally some demonic entities staring you in the face. I'm with my family. Hmm? I said I'm with my family. Okay. You want to hear what God got to say? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Open up your eyes and see what God's trying to show you. Do not put your head. You can't afford to bury your head in the sand. You must see what God's showing you. Just like I told Morgan... You need to see this for his purposes. 
He's not doing anything to harm. You got yokes you need to break off your life. And we've talked about this. You've got yokes you need to You need to see what the hell they are so you can get rid of them unless you want to carry them continuously. This is nothing negative. This is what it is. Again, we talk about the, 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 the curses, the general generational curses, the bondages, the yokes. These need to be broken. You need to see them for what they are. Then you can properly deal with them. If not, you're going to just continue to walk in the circle that you're walking in. You need to get off the wheel. And actually, you have a desire to get off the wheel. You have it because you're tired. And right now, you are literally broken. Right now, you've been hit in a place and it has taken you to some place you didn't want to go. But that's what God takes us so he can really get and keep our attention. Now's not the time to run away. Now's the time to say, yes, Lord, help me to see what it is I need to see. Help me to receive that which I need to have so I can break these shackles off of me, these bondages. Help me, God. I'm tired of walking in this wilderness. I don't want to be in here for another 40 years. So give me the strength. Give me the courage. And see, that's the, that's the necessity of that confession. That necessity of that confession is that to give you the courage to face those things that you're scared of. See, this is when those, those confessions that you're coming out, that, that's when they become real because he will give you the strength to face those things that you're scared of so that you can do what is necessary. Come out of the wilderness. What did I talk about Sunday? When you come out of the wilderness, that's when the power comes on you. So don't run. Look at them for what they are. Look at the demonic entities for what they are. God, you have a gift for seeing in the spirit realm, but you don't want to see. You got a gift for seeing in the spirit realm, but you don't want to see. And then nothing God can do about it. Again, he's not a violator of your will. Move in accordance with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Let him minister to you and your family. That's what true love is about. To help us deal with the negative as well as with the positive. As Erica says, hurt people hurt people. So let's get healed so we can be whole. Let God use you in that capacity. Rise up. You know the power of God. Now it's time for you to walk in it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah. She's about to hang up the phone. <laughs> you started out praying for the family, or at least you said you was about to pray for the family, and it switched over to me. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, okay, now I'll pray for the family. You want me to do that? 
They like, hell no. <laughs> That's probably Brandon. Now let me pray for the family. Let the spirit of God come forth. Let the anointing and the power of God come forth. Let the strength of God come forth. The Holy Spirit just begin to minister and move around. Minister and move around. Minister and move around and just begin to touch, begin to anoint, begin to let them experience you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. How are my elderly? They're trying to read the mill on wheels truck name. It said home delivered meals is what it said. Home delivered meal meals. Oh, that was a home. Did you know? She's on the phone right now. You want to say hello to her? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, little girl. What you doing? <laughs> Hi, Grandma. <laughs> you fall sleepy. I'm not. You okay? Mhm. Oh, now you sound better. You, you you didn't go down there and, and infect the people, did you? <laughs> you sneezing. Is it warm there? It's in the forties and it's raining. Oh. Okay. So how you okay though, huh? Mhm. Okay. So what you been doing? Everybody's on campus by now. Yeah, class started today. Oh, you sound like you tired. You've been working hard. I've been up since seven o'clock. Oh, okay. Okay, just so you okie dokie. Anything you need? Mm-mm. Okay, you sound like in two seconds. By the time I hang up the phone, you're going to bed. <laughs> Here, I let Grandpa say hi to you. Oh, okay. Oh, say hello. Say hello to Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Grandpa. How you be? I'm good. Hey, Grandma, Grandma worries about you. She wants to know, are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> she said, you, you, you don't sound okay. But... I believe you're okay. And we just found out that Pam's mother, uh, Dr. Scotty, a Creole sister, was very close friends. And that's how we knew Pam, uh, Pam's uh, sister and, and brother. They were out to Creole Smith's house one day when she was having a party. But 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 Pam and I met Cleo. So everything's okay, huh? Mhm. Okay then. <laughs> you hear your grandma? 
She didn't think she'd miss you so soon. <laughs> oh, okay then. You, if you if you need us, just just holler now. Okay. Stay off them chairs. Uh huh. Stay Tell off what? them. <laughs> what do you say? Stay off them chairs. Oh, stairs. Chairs. Oh, oh, chairs. Okay. All right. I will. Okay. Thank, thanks for caring. <laughs> no problem. Uh, see you soon. All right. Bye, Grandpa. Bye-bye. No, no, it's probably tired frustrated. But other than that, she's Okay, who else want prayer? Okay, Sam, you can pray for Chrissy, Shanice, Chief, and Brenda. Chrissy, Shanice, who? Chrissy, Shanice, Chief, and Brenda. Oh, okay. In other words, pray for your family. And Brenda, hush to go run to go say she to go say she run to go Sarakada. All righty, that's all of those peepers. What's well, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? Cucumber and pepper. All right, who else wants prayer going once? Who else wants prayer going twice? Who else wants prayer going three times? Oh, get up. What is this? Another cucumber that's beet. Oh, I got a lime. Yeah, pepper. All right, somebody pray for me and get out of here. Dear Lord, as we come together, we thank you for another day of coming today and something in your word. Lord, thank you for Sam Farley. We pray that out of his vacation of worshiping with you, we give him strength, tenacity, endurance, 
to keep you and your will going. Lord, we thank we thank you for giving him focus to be obedient and for investing well forgiving of his time in order to get your will to come to fruition and to lead others to you. For uplifting, encouraging, for being all that you need for him to be in order to get your will to come across and to bring others in, to link up, to make your word to be heard even more through revelation, testimony, trials, and relationships. Lord, as Sam goes through the day, we pray. We already know that you have your hand on him. And we pray in agreement for his covering, coming and going, and for him being diligent to be a working progress for his purpose and for your will. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. All righty. Well, we'll say everybody have a good one, and I'll holler at you later. Okay, au revoir. All right, bye. And I'll be in touch. Okay.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.